0: This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our
1: Lifestyle, the podcast with ODB and the Mayor.
0: yo, it's ODB. We're getting ready to roll into this episode. We want to thank our title sponsor, Custom Car Show Productions. They have three events every year, including Orange Beach Invasion, the 24th through the 26th of 2023 at the Wharf in Orange Beach, Alabama. Scraping the Coast, which is their flagship event, that is every June. Typically to mid to late June. Join us next year in Biloxi, Mississippi, for Scraping the Coast. Scrapingthecoast.com for more information. And finally, they also have Bayou Showdown. That's the weekend before Thanksgiving. That show is coming up for 2022, and it will be back for 2023. So thank you so much to Custom Car Show Productions. Rest in peace to our homie and friend Greg Miller. And just know Scraping the Coast was inducted into the Mini Truck Hall of Fame in 2022. And that's getting ready to go down. They'll be inducted in. Stay on the rise and enjoy the episode. It's LMC. I'm on OLP co-hosting with
1: ODB, and that means I'm OPP, and that is down with other people's podcasts.
0: Yo, 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 yo. It's our lifestyle podcast, episode 312, and this is going to kick off. I think this is going to be our inaugural spectacular episode. Uh, we'll talk more about it, but, dude, I've got really good news Biggity Mike the mayor is out, like Hollywood Mike Miranda was in the Rad movie, and we got LMC in here. Lee, what's going down, my brother, my new, co- my new co-host?
1: Well, you know, I'm not sure that anybody would consider that good news, but sometimes it's a lot of fun to add just a little bit of country and some levity into these serious, really good quality professional podcasts, such as OLP. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm stoked, man. I'm excited to get on here and kind of dumb down a little bit. I appreciate that. I'm looking forward to being your sidekick for this episode
0: dude, I'm telling you what, we love lowest common denominator LCD podcast. We'll talk more about it on this episode, but I do want to just say real quick and and get the, the serious stuff out of the way. I know that you guys went through a lot in that region. We've talked a little bit about it. You guys have as well. You did a lot of good social media posts on it. We hope that life is kind of getting a little bit back to normal. I know not for everyone, um, no, you know there was a lot of people negatively impacted, but I, I do hope that things are kind of trying to normalize up there for you guys.
1: You know, it's one of those things that, that it sounds almost cliche to say this, but we are literally and figuratively getting our head above water, if you will. Um, it's funny, I was out flying a drone today for work, and I noticed that an old field has now been converted into a FEMA, and I'm sure you guys have seen stuff like this in the hurricanes and everything, but a FEMA RV park, if you will. Okay. So literally there's 40 or 50 RVs in a field that used to not be anything other than just a gravel lot, and now it's set up as a small community for those people that have actually lost their homes and stuff, and, and, you know, anytime I made a post about such things, we were never looking for any kind of, you know, oh, hey, look at me, look what we're doing. We we're just trying to bring just a little bit of awareness to the area and stuff and, and hoping that people didn't, you know, think that we got washed away as well, if you will. But things, things are definitely looking up, and, and it's uh, it, as it approaches the holiday season, you know, people are in much better frames of minds. You know, anybody that lost their home now has some form of shelter, and nobody is going without, and, and all things considered, you know, the mountain people here have taken a pretty good Job of taking care of our own. We're glad to hear never mind that. that there's, yeah, never mind the fact that when so many people have reached out. I mean, um, just the amount of mini-truckers, it is is unreal, that have just touched base with us and have given donations and, and done things like that. Uh, for example, if you don't mind me giving them a sure. shout-out, here in a couple of weeks, our buddy Robbie Williams and Justin Wyatt are putting on a show called Santa Drag in Piney Flats, Tennessee, and last year that show raised $14,000 for their local Shop of the Cop program. Well, this year they're actually kicking that money to the kids here in the mountains. They're actually sending that money to the Kentucky State Police Shop of the Trooper program. Because if there's ever been a time that the kids here in the mountains really needed some Christmas help, it's it's right now. Right. So those guys are literally stepping up, saying, "Hey, look, we're going to help you all this year." You know, we're going to help y'all. We know that you need it. We're going to help you guys this year and extend that goodwill. And it's just really humbling, you know. And there's been so many people like that. You know, uh, our buddy Madhu, You know, Lord, he checked on me every single day after the flood, just a random text, "Hey, you guys good? Do you need anything?" And so many other people, Mark Cobb, as long as those old school Georgia guys that have no real time to this area just kept reaching out and there's so many more names you can't even begin sure. to think of them all so yeah definitely don't want to harp on that or anything but at the same time it was amazing and was very humbling the outpouring of support from all over man and that's why i always talk about this why i love being a mini trucker so much it transcends geographic location it transcends your real job it doesn't matter what you are race other than, religion you know, what you all appear- that. Yeah, yeah, that, that means nothing, and, and you know, it's just we all share that common bond, and I think everybody's brothers and sisters and stuff, and they reach out and try and help each other when they can, and, and it's, it's just, it's cool to be a part of that, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely, and again, when you say that, you know, for someone that hasn't been a part of a tra- tragedy, I would encourage if you do give to a charity, Red Cross, whatever it may be, or even just buying some supplies for the local homies or someone you know in or around that area, it does go a long way, so you know, there's no part of the U.S. that's really um, shielded from some sort of tragedy. You know, mudslides, flooding, hurricanes, yeah, earthquakes, you name it. So, again, you know, even if you've never needed help, you know, I encourage you if, if some way, form, or fashion. But it also reminds me, too, what the big homie Vic always tells me. Um, you know, he he kind of will, will often say, and others have said it as well, but, like, don't don't talk about it. Be about it. So, you know, hearing what Justin and those guys are doing to step up, I mean, th- that that's great.
1: Oh, yeah, I think it's actually awesome. And you know what to think? I just thought you were bringing me on here to cut on Mike and talk about Halloween and stuff. Come on, yeah. now. it's not get all that serious, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Well,
0: we're getting ready to ch- – we're thinking about, you know, going in, the se- you know, in the seventh and the eighth year, you know, changing it up to just wrestling. Some politics, right. and no, some fishing, You know what I mean? Because politics Dollar are Jesus. everybody wants to hear that, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, you know. I tell you something funny. Uh, the LCD podcast, the way it actually got its name, is that for a brief amount of time, Shay and I toyed around with the idea of making it, no joke, a political podcast. Oh, he and okay. I, politically. Yeah, and I never told you this. Uh he and I politically have, have somewhat opposing viewpoints and you know, he's one of my best friends in the world. I I take a bullet for him. But, you know, we've never really jived on that. And we had one other guy that we worked with that was even more far out than either of us, and the name come about because we thought it'd be cool to take these three people who politically weren't really involved at all and, you know, find the, dare I say, lowest common denominator between those three guys, and we were actually going to go out and go to random small towns and sit in on their election results and give critiques, and then we realized, man, that is lame as hell, why would we do that, and then, and then we decided just to tell old mini truck stories.
0: Dude, I'm so glad you guys shifted gears. You know what I'm saying? I mean, just for my sake, because that's what I like. You know, it's all about me. Oh right? God,
1: absolutely! I could, I could, I don't want to listen to that shit. Part of my language, but when I go to a show, that is the last damn thing that I want to hear anybody talk about. Yo, know, come on, man, leave it,
0: leave it on Fox News. I just turn that shit off. I don't care. Yeah, I, I want to see something shiny. Right there, you go. Well, episode three twelve, we're gonna have LMC on from Lowest Common Denominator podcast. I may also uh, touch base. I was just texting a little bit ago with Brad uh, Christman, and uh, Brad is uh, No Regrets Brad, I call him. Uh, He was at the Dropout uh, show, so I might talk to him a little bit later. But um, strapping the seatbelts, you've never been on a ride like this before, like Dre said, back on The Chronic. I also want to say, rest in peace, Neil Stark. It was a year ago. We lost our severed brother. He had the the Ford Courier and, uh, man, it was a tremendous loss for oh, yeah. our scene. And, you know, his truck went on, you know, to, to grace the cover of all time low magazine also be featured in, 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 uh, custom trucks mag in Japan, but most importantly, you know, a, a, a dad, a husband, uh, you know, a, a father, if you will, dad, father, uh, just a really good dude. I'm glad I got a chance to meet him two years ago. This week at Mini Nats, we were up there in October. Of course, you'll remember that. But, you know, rest in peace to the big homie, severed brother, but most importantly, a guy uh, who was like a beacon, really, in this scene of ours. You know what I mean?
1: You know, in the last little bit, just the last year or two, it seems like we've lost just monumentally so many more people than I ever recall. It's just been just blow after blow the last couple of years, it seems like. You know, and I hate that one right there, especially.
0: Yeah, 100%. We've lost a lot of good kinfolk, and we can never, you know, it seems like we can't ever uh, talk about every single person, but we, we do our best. But episode 312 brought to you by Hammered Weekend Wear. Visit com, and that is the overview episode 312 brought to you by Hammered Weekend Wear.
1: Yeah, you, you, you hear that? Do you hear that, Dizzy? Do you hear that, Adam? I'm on here shilling your products for you, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and you would you would give a stamp of approval for H-A-M-M-E-R-D dot right?
1: Absolutely, I tell you what, guys. Uh, in all sincerity, you know, having the opportunity to meet Ron a couple years ago uh, at After Dark in Florida, it just impressed me as such a cool dude. And then of course he joined us in studio uh, a while back, and and I had the opportunity to tell him the difference between a holler and a mountain, which was all sorts of fun. And, and and for 30 minutes, Shay was just not understanding that Portland is not a mountain city; it's not a small town. He just could not get his head wrapped around that. But at the same time, you know, Adam and Dizzy's involvement now they are not Mr. a beat, man. They have literally. You know, just slate as they go, and they're doing such a great job. I love seeing them out everywhere, and they have really leveled up, I think.
0: Yeah, they have. They're good people, and they're carrying that tradition on. As we move ahead with the general updates, I wanted to kind of just, you know, we talked a little bit about, about a little bit stuff, LMC. You know, you know, any other stuff that you guys got going on? I recently listened to your last episode. You guys talked about chocolate milk and a whole bunch of other craziness. Kotwitz, <laughs> of course, was in studio. I love seeing it. Uh, I love to see all the success you guys are having, you know, and the fun Uh, but, But anything else going on in your neck of the woods?
1: Well, i tell you what, man. I'm not sure that you can call it success, but if nothing else, we really enjoy what we do. And I'm sure you will say the same thing here. When it stops being fun, it's time to quit. And, and I'm having a blast with it. I think I think it's like that for us in trucks and everything, man. When you stop getting thrilled about being out in the middle of the night, washing your truck at 2 o'clock in the morning, the night before a show, you know, it's time to quit. If you don't get that just that flutter in your stomach, if you don't just get giddy looking around, see how much rolling in, it's time to find a new hobby. It's time to start playing golf or something, Matt Middleton. But, yeah. But uh, yeah, in all worry. sincerity, up, <laughs> but Sorry. but up here in this neck of the woods, man, no, no, you're fine. It's it's like it's your show or something. Please, treat it as your own. <laughs> but, but in all sincerity, man, up here in this neck of the woods, uh, well, actually, uh, if I can get a buddy of mine a shout-out, um, one of the guys that joins us on the podcast all the time, uh, I think he's pretty much a co-host himself at this point, uh, Kentucky State Police Trooper Mike Burton, mm-hmm. uh, he put on his show uh, October Uh, oh gosh, 8th, 9th, 7th, whatever that Saturday was, he actually put on his show, the the second annual Cruisin' with Cruisers show, and I'm going to give him a little brag here. Not only did he grow quite a bit uh, from the previous year, he went from 160 vehicles to about 220, give or take. I think there were like 221 was the final count. But on top of that, they managed to raise an all-time record, not just for his state police post, but Kentucky statewide, an all-time record for money raised for the Shop of the Trooper Christmas program for kids. They raised enough money, they raised almost $15,000 in one day. That is literally enough money to fund the shopping program for this particular post for three years. The captain literally called him and said, we literally wouldn't have to raise money for three years thanks to you guys. And that's that's many truckers, man. That is many truckers coming up here. And there was trucks from Georgia. There was trucks from Pennsylvania. There was trucks from all over the the eastern United States coming up there to support this cause in a little rinky-dink town with one hotel and and 1,500 people. Uh, But it was awesome. It was absolutely awesome to see. So my neck of the woods, yeah, we just had a a pretty cool event up here that was a one-day show with a nighttime festivities. And when is the last time you went to a mini truck show that ended the night with a full-blown fireworks display? Because that's what this one did. It actually had a full-blown fireworks display from the top of the big mountain here in town.
0: It was a blast. Dude, that's awesome. I've heard – m80s or mortars going off at camp and drag one time but i think that was just onesie twosies <laughs> you know what i mean but no that is awesome oh, and, and and i would ask that if you get a chance or, or if anybody's listening uh in the future if there's any way that we can promote all of this great stuff going on i mean we'll, we'll be happy to do it i know it sounds like they didn't really need the promotion so to speak but we're always happy to to try to help drive i mean there's so much good uh, it's easy. I'm stupid. I'm
1: stupid, Jason. I'm stupid. That that date was October fifteenth. The seventh, eighth, and ninth was showdown in the valley. Oh, yes. uh, change entries uh show, and and we were there too, and it was absolutely awesome. You know, it's seeing a bunch of first year shows come out, man. Just really heavy hitters. Uh, that show was way over three hundred trucks, and it showed, man. The old Maggie Valley uh Showgrounds, the same one that the Nats is at, and it was awesome to have that fall show there in Maggie Valley. The cruising action was out there with the leaves changing in the background, and it was an absolute trip, man. It was an absolute trip.
0: Yeah, it's great, and. I know it's easy to get caught up sometimes, even myself, and some of the negativity that we sometimes hear that kind of whistles by our ears and stuff. And uh, like lately, you know, just seeing, you know, trying to kind of, you know, come up with maybe our contributor of the year. I know you guys recently gave away an award as well. That that you know, I, I'm seeing all these wonderful comments and and people going, "Yo, man, like these guys over here are raising money." And you know, Justin reached out, Justin Wyatt, shout out to Jay, and you know, just people giving their advice. But again, I think it all comes back to There's a lot of greater good in this scene of ours, and it's important for us to focus on that stuff because all the minutia and all the bullshit and all the, you know, the crap that flies by our ears, hopefully, that's, you know, that's small fish, you know what I mean?
1: As we've as we've learned with all the losses in the last couple of years just in our scene alone, you know, life is way too short to hold a grudge. Is way too short to be negative, man. Get out there and enjoy it and have a good time. And, and as a hillbilly buddy of mine once upon a said, everything else is just water off a duck's ass, man. Don't worry about it.
0: <laughs> I love it, man. Now, keep me honest. I think I saw on social media, you guys did give an award away recently, right? So kind of, sort of. Well, we actually did.
1: Uh, As somewhat of a surprise, at the Cruising with Cruiser show, the show here in Whitesburg, Kentucky, on October 15th, uh, we actually awarded the first ever Lowest Common Denominator Mini Trucker of the Year Award.
0: Boom. I love it. And who did that go to?
1: Well, so the way we looked at it is we looked at people, and and you'd mentioned contributors earlier, so we looked kind of regionally. We looked for somebody that had really stepped up and contributed to the mini-truck scene. So it went to my buddy, Trooper Mike Burton, the guy we talked about a minute ago, and let me explain why. From last year last year, this time of year, about five weeks before, he called me. and he said, hey, you put on car shows in the past. You put on stuff. I need help. I've got five weeks to throw a show together. I stepped in gave him just a little bit of advice, and he really ran with it himself. He literally took notes, and when I say literally, I mean, this cat was sitting there with a notepad taking notes. As I th- He talked about putting me on the spot, man. Talk about making me feel like, wow, you know, I can't screw up here. This cat is literally doing, like, college class stuff for me. Well, anyway, he was literally taking notes when hanging every word, and he put on a shoe show, and it was a success, and somehow I guess he was smart enough not to listen to me because it actually worked out for him. But then the whole next year, man, he literally just busted his tail going to shows all over the eastern United States. I'm pretty sure he went to more shows than me. And and getting out and meeting people and and shaking hands and kissing babies and making himself known. And this is a cop. You know, this is a state trooper. And to get out there and and hell, dressing like us and getting out and riding in trucks and having a big old time and and just really getting down completely with the scene and becoming totally immersed in in it, and he's my age, he's a little bit younger than me, I'm 41, he's 38, and this is the first opportunity I've ever seen for an adult person who has never been around the mini truck scene before in one year Watching somebody through somebody else's eyes to learn what the scene is like, to meet the people. He comes from the Mustang world. He comes from the fast car world. And he said this. He said, Man, he said, all the track guys, all the drag race guys, he said, comparing them to mini truckers is completely night and day. I have never been more welcomed and more just feel like I'm involved and a part of it and brought into this fraternity, if you will, that I have when I started hanging out with the mini truckers at the mini truck shows. He said, You guys are amazing. I said, I You know what I mean? You guys. Dude, you're one of us. In that time, he has literally bought a Ranger. He has lowered that Ranger. His wife gets mad at him when he when he buys <laughs> Ranger parts, and, and and she you know she she yells at him all the time, like, oh, you're hanging out with your other family now, right? <laughs> you know? But. Seeing his 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 change and his involvement in the scene and stuff, and seeing and, and more than anything, just a person from a walk of life that a lot of us will automatically kind of hold at arm's length. You know, we think, well, this guy's a state cop. You know, he's going to be a stuffed shirt. He's not going to be cool at all. And to just get completely involved and to encourage people to drag and stuff like that. I'll tell you a real quick story. Then then, I, then I'll leave it alone. At yeah. um, mini nats this past year, uh, mini nats and, and of course Maggie Valley uh, in April, we're cruising around Saturday night. Burton shows up. He wasn't able to make it to the actual show he wanted to make it for the cruise scene and how he did that is he literally told his family hey we're going to Dollywood and Pigeon (laughs) Forge and I then he that. drops his family off. He's like, I'll be back. And he right. took off and drove at 120 miles an hour. Literally, I've seen the pictures in a retired police Crown Vic, <laughs> to Maggie Valley. Then he found us in traffic. So anyway, earlier that day, I met a gentleman named Michael Parker. Michael Parker hangs out with the Trucks Rosa crowd. He has a beautiful, juiced uh, Mazda with a camper shell on it. Baby Blue ones, a gorgeous truck. Anyway, Michael Parker uh, had told me earlier that day, he's like, if I see you and your girl in traffic – jump in i'll give you a ride you know in a juice truck of course that's rad well anyway burton finds us he jumps in the back of the pickup that we're currently in which is a buddy of mine's son's truck and i see just a few minutes later michael parker pulls up in traffic he looks over at me rolls down the window looks at me and my girls says all right guys or he says come on let's go for a ride before i have time to acknowledge him burton literally hurdles out of the side of the truck runs through traffic never met this guy jumps in the passenger seat of this truck and says they, they they just stop and look at each other for a minute. Michael looks at him. Burton looks at this guy. And Burton says, come on, let's go. Take me for a ride. I mean, that, that wasn't even directed towards him. He literally just took advantage of that, went and jumped in. It. And, you know, that's kind of my point, though. That shit is so fun. I mean, how many times have you had the opportunity and I know that you've had it several times, people would come and say, Hey, hey Ballard, let's go for a ride, man, jump in here with yeah. me. And how many times do you have the opportunity just to just to do that, to get him some awesome OG truck, to cruise down the strip, hanging out, taking pictures and just kinda reliving being a kid, you know? Well that's what he got to experience and seeing his involvement in the scene and then actually to put on a pretty successful show. Uh, we kinda felt that he was worthy of that award, so we give the first one ever to him. Now of course next year. He has to help pick it. I mean, that's going to be part nice. of it. You know, you can't can't be two years in a row, man. You're going to have to help us pick whoever we feel you know earns that in in by next year. So it was just kind of a fun thing, just kind of a little bit of a recognition. There's nothing real serious, but it definitely kind of brought him to tears, and, and that put a smile on my face because I'm a sadistic asshole.
0: <laughs> well, no, it, I mean it's a fantastic, you know, to see people having a good time out there, and. Uh, I got a chance to ride with Madu and the Trucks of Roses truck a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. I think it was two years ago this week, and um, it just was a fantastic time. So there's a lot of good stuff, and I, I appreciate you kind of sharing the backstory there. Really, talking about cruise-ins and shows, this past weekend, I got to give a huge shout-out to Angie Ellis. We uh, They kind of host a cruise-in at the local Portillo's restaurant, and a couple other people were involved as well, but I got a chance to see... Uh, Austin's izuzu. I posted that on a reel, and I really oh, couldn't. Yeah. I really couldn't believe um, how well it's come together. You know, seeing the interior and all that stuff, and then the other. Now that is that is
1: the drip with the ground effects, right?
0: Yeah, that is, and then it's Frankie Cordova's son. That thing is
1: outstanding. I've been following that on social media. That is a beautiful build.
0: Yeah, it really is, and so it was cool to see that. And just, you know, with, with, with Frankie Cordova's son, you know, being a little bit younger, it's cool to see people ingrained and entrenched. And You talk about a truck family. You know, Frankie, between all of his trucks and then his son, I mean, dude, that's – I mean, we, we'd we love to have, you know, all of our kids kind of get involved in it, and it is good. We don't see a lot of young kin- kinfolk. I mean, there are some, but, you know, it's good to me to see the younger generation get involved, so I wanted to give them a shout-out. So uh, I often
1: talk about a friend of mine, a guy named Chris Wilson here in Kentucky. It's not the Chris Wilson that everybody knows from Tennessee. Uh, this Chris Wilson used to put on a mini-truck show years ago called Unleashed in London, Kentucky, and it had been in the magazine a few times. It was a mid-range show. It was a lot of fun. But anyway... It's funny, I'm getting old now, his son is now a late teenager in college, and he has a bagged Ranger. In fact, that's the truck that we were in traffic in in Maggie Valley I mentioned earlier. Well, this show this past weekend or the weekend before, whenever it was now, my days are kind of getting confused, that, that Burton put on the Cruising on Cruiser show. Uh, this boy, Connor, Connor Wilson is his name. In fact, uh, Connor was one of the two kids that started the Future Mini Truck podcast years ago, uh, just to give you a little bit of a name recognition there. But anyway... Uh, Connor really wanted to have his bag truck down. Well, the problem was is that his father uh, has never got th- that vehicle in their name yet. It's, it belonged to his grandma, and it's like one of those things, until you put it in your name, we don't want you driving it. So Connor was not allowed to drive it the two and a half hours to get here. Chris wasn't able to make it. He had a medical appointment for his daughter, and he wasn't able to make the trip. So what he did was the week before he literally trailered his boy's truck all the way down from central Kentucky to here in the mountains, three hours each way, dropped it off for him, and then we ended up shipping it back to him after the show. But that way, Connor come down on Friday night, driving his normal daily driver car, and he was able to cruise the truck around at the show. So you know, that's one hell of a way. If your kid wants to go to a show and you can't, you know, you can't go with them, but you can possibly facilitate it in such a way to get them down there to get them to have a good time. Oh, you know, yeah. I mean, how, how in the grand scale of things, what's six hours to possibly give that kid a memory that's going to last him for a lifetime? And, and that's what he did. And then one of my other buddies uh, actually was on the last LCD podcast, Awesome Rob Ireland just so happens had an empty trailer and he took the truck home for him on the way back. So it was kind of a mini trucker relay thing to get that truck here and back in one piece. So it was a lot of fun. A lot of moving parts there. But you know, seeing a teenage kid and his girlfriend getting to cruise up the mountain, watch fireworks and and do all that in a bagged mini truck of his own for the first time out of his dad's eye you know. It's kind of a cool moment to watch. Of course, I got several text messages throughout the night. You know, keep an eye on my boy. Make sure you watch him. Make sure he's good. But uh, that's Kind of, it takes a village, you know. And if we got to raise the young mini truckers by by committee, then that's what we're going to do,
0: dude. I love it, brother. I do, man. The general updates brought to you by our family, Joey at Get Decked. You can look up on Instagram, uh, type in Get Decked. You'll see uh, Joey Dilworth there, G E T underscore Decked V A. You can get a uh, photo or artwork put on a skate deck. If you're a show promoter, hit him up. He could do multiples, and that will help build your brand. Uh, shout out to Joey at Get dacked. So this is why
1: you're this is why you're better than me, Jason. Right here, what <laughs> you just did—that transition is awesome. See, for me to be able to do that. I always wondered. I'm like, do you think he records those transition bites? <laughs> do you think he actually has a soundboard and he just presses the one or the two? I'd have to. For me to be able to do that without my ADD kicking in, I'd have to have a keypad that literally says "15 minutes in, press this button" to, to thank this sponsor. I couldn't do it. I admire you. That's why you're a pro, and I'm <laughs> with it.
0: No, and here's a, you know, you shared something with us earlier. Uh, I'll share something, you know, I may have said this many moons ago, but having run, um, you know, having been in training for years in the job that I worked at for a long time, and then leading, uh, you know, conference calls with hundreds of people and executives and stuff, it was like a lot of it is entrenched in like, okay, we got to move to the next thing. We got to move to the next thing. And you and I, we like trucks so much we could easily keep going. So, like, my brain is like, okay, tick, 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 tick. I got to move to the next thing. (laughs) So, thankfully, we're all in this together, brother. You know what I'm saying?
1: Absolutely, man. Uh,
0: I did want to give a huge shout-out. Last episode recap, I want to thank Nick from Surface Heart for coming on. Got a lot of good feedback on it. Um, The cool thing is, again, I know, LMC, there's not enough time in the day or year or years for us to get, you know, you guys – uh, to get all the guests on you want to have and, and whatnot. But I had to recently kind of step back and go back and look at our OG list and kind of go, look, there's some guys that we want to get on. So, you know, it was cool. And for anybody that had a chance to listen to that episode, Nick is a very humble, kind of light-spoken guy, you know, doesn't really want the recognition. Most people don't. But you could really tell um, that that he's a laid-back cat. So I want to just give him a huge shout out again. If you're a new listener or you're coming here because of LMC or any other reason on how you found us this week, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> please go back and listen to that one. You know what I'm saying?
1: You know, I love it when you bring a little bit more out of the box guest. You know, on your photographer friend the other day it was really really interesting. Uh, I love when you don't just bring like. I don't know, sometimes it's cool to kind of to upheave the status quo and bring sure. somebody that is unexpected that left field. And I admire you for that. I think that's absolutely
0: awesome. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Uh, we got to give a huge shout-out to Lone Star Throwdown. We do know that they are sold out with registrations, but you can gallivant on wow. in to Conroe, Texas, next February. February, is that how you say it? We're going to be out there. I Hell, the I don't LA know, man. You're, ask, you're asking the mountain guy. <laughs> I know, right? LoneStarThrowdown.com. So, dude, here's something um, I want to throw at you uh, since beginning, Mike the Mayor's out like Hollywood Mike Miranda was in the Rad movie. Uh, we, we we have to do some trivia, so I just got one question. Are you ready, LMC? Now it's time to get serious. B- oh, my
1: gosh. I will do my best, man. I realize I can't keep up with, with, with Mike himself or the Dizzies of the world, but I will do my damnedest.
0: So, with that being said, I know some people are going to say, you know, sometimes people give me a hard time. They go, yo, they're they're they're, they're too easy. But this one ties into one of my favorite movies of all time, Back to the Future. The Jurassic
1: Park one was killing me, man. The Jurassic Park <laughs> one was killing me. Oh my god, I'm like screaming at the phone.
0: Pa- Paleontologist, right? I mean, like Mike, how many? Like, oh, I don't even know. What that, I'm like, dude, man, come on. You know what I'm saying? So I was like screaming out the actor's name. I'm like, come on, Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum were in that. <laughs> oh geez, dude, I love it. Now this one. For some, it's maybe going to be an easy one, but I know there's going to be some that are scratching the head. They're going to be like, ah, it's on the tip of my tongue. Probably my favorite movie, both in 85, was The Goonies and BTTF, which is short for Back to the Future. But mm-hmm. this one, I'm going to just throw it out there. What was the name of Doc Brown's dog in BTTF? Oh, my God.
1: Um... Okay, I'm fine.
0: Yes, you got it, dude. I, I You
1: know, in my head, I was totally going to build this up. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to play with him for a minute, but then just like flashbacks to fifth grade academic team. I'm sitting here hitting the buzzer as fast as I can. I'm like, I know that, I know that. Yeah, you know, it was Einstein.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was. And something I had learned not too long ago was that you know, I try to I try to dive into like different facts about the movie. Like my Back to the Future Instagram is Back to the Future Legacy, and I. You know, there's a lot of Back to the Future accounts, so I try to take different angles. But there were, um, I think, there were two dogs that technically played Einstein. You had the first one in '85, and then for part two, part three, they recorded those or they filmed them basically kind of uh, together. And uh, there was, I think, two different dogs that actually played Einstein. I think the original name, if I remember, was uh, his name was uh, Tiger. And, um, I'm not remembering the other dog's name, but I'm, I'm pretty certain there were a couple of dogs that played Einstein and it may have even been Einstein and BTTF one and two. It's something to do with that, but I think there's two dogs, but, uh, yeah, I'll have to try to get, uh, try to get some more uh, of that Intel on the next one. I think.
1: I'm afraid that I can't turn right around and flip this whole thing on you. Like I said, yo, a couple episodes ago, Dizzy did a great job of coming up with, with relevant trivia on his own. Me, nope, nope. I'm just excited. I knew what you were talking about.
0: <laughs> Dude, it's a good time. And we have to thank our friends over at AccuAir, uh, ACCUAir, Accu-Air.com. Uh These fine folks, they have the best air management in the business, arguably AccuAir.com. You can submit your vehicle there to be featured potentially on their award winning Instagram, Facebook, or you could pick up some merchandise. They have air fresheners, shirts, stickers, you name it. AccuAir.com. So, dude, this is the meat and potatoes, man. This week, LMC, uh, the scene updates. I kind of want to just have, you know, some truck discussions. Uh, I think it'll be fun, man. It's kind of like a spectacular discussion. And, and I couldn't think of a way to say, like, mini-truck spectacular. You know, I, I don't know. I couldn't come up with something uh, catchy enough, so I just went with spooktacular, man.
1: I think I don't think you can beat that, especially this time of year. How can you possibly go wrong with a hell of a Halloween reference? I'm all about it, man.
0: Yeah, exactly, man. I appreciate that. Now, before we dive into a couple of things I want to ask you about, like maybe some of your favorite mods, I've got, I've, you know, I've got some questions here kind of queued up. I did want to just throw out a couple that I had saved. I know Brent Teague had mentioned they had went to the dropped-out show, and uh, he posted one of his awards. He's from uh, Subculture, and hopefully I'll get a of chance course. to link up with Brad a little bit later. But you probably had some intel from, from the show as well, right? You, you saw all the posts.
1: Now, I did not have the opportunity to go to the Dropout Show, but I've definitely seen a lot of the posts. I've talked to several people that were there. Of course, as I mentioned earlier, my buddy Mike Burton was down there. Um, That's right. the, uh, uh dust yeah, Dustin Buttery, who put on the Ducks and Trucks cruise in that the Custom Scene podcast is really big fans of, he was down there, uh, getting a little, little, uh, you know, my buddy Fatty, who is an Extreme Lows petition, was down there, but at the same time, of course, i spoke to Dizzy, and, and they had definitely had their boots on the ground this weekend. Not thought of Glenn about it yet, but I, but I've, uh, I've definitely spoke to Dizzy a little bit about it, and supposedly it was an awesome turnout. I, uh, I'm glad to hear that, again, that first year show, uh, trend is really continuing on the rise, dare I say.
0: Yes, I I agree, and hopefully we'll continue to see it, and I want to, you know, some of these shows are kind of maybe, I don't go on social media as much, so I miss some of them, but I do want to help promote all of these events next year, so if you guys are listening, make sure you get us the details, email us, ourlifestylepodcast at gmail.com, and I'll put it on our calendar. I know Shane Andrews, um, shout out to him, I haven't had a chance to really link up with the big homie since he debuted his truck, Uh, he's all cleaned up. He'll be at SEMA next week, MTX booth inside. Uh, so that was great news. Wow. Then, yeah, then I also saw uh, Chad Luke, and a lot of guys were down at Last Resort. So we posted one of Chad's photos. I knew Stuart Daigle. We had him on earlier this year. Uh, he's got just a great following of folks for KIK as well as the show. And I think just in general, um, everyone, it seemed like, at Last Resort had an amazing time. Chad Luke, best mini, congratulations. You know, tip of the cap.
1: You know those those deep, deep south shows are such a special, different breed, and you guys can see those a lot more than me you know I experienced those many, many years ago, you know in the with the original show fest days and, and et cetera, et cetera. but what they do down deep south is just such a neat, unique, different world, and I desperately need to add something like that on my calendar next year. I think I'm really missing out
0: yeah, there's a lot of good ones, and like you said, man, you know tip of the cap uh, to those guys, uh, Jake Raleigh uh he debuted my understanding right is is this Colorado and i tell you what sick graphics you know it's i don't i don't think we i don't think we get a chance to uh see a lot of trucks debut because we can't all make it to all these different shows but surely on social media we get to see them and i tell you what man you know as well as i do lmc when you see something on social media that makes you kind of go hmm, let me do a double take you're like damn that motherfucker's bad dude You
1: realize he is actually from Wattsburg, where I'm from
0: oh is he okay I didn't realize that yeah yeah, he's, he's a
1: local kid yeah I, I remember literally him coming in gosh I don't know 10-12 years ago something like that uh, with a, that Colorado with front bags only you know kind of pimping it around and everything so he has definitely grown quite a bit since that original truck I, I, I'm very uh, I admire the fact that he has the ability to focus on just one vehicle you know you he people like y'all me on the other hand my ADD kicks in I want to build 10, <laughs> 10 different trucks and then I have 10 different trucks and a million different pieces but being able to focus 10, 12 years, you know, he definitely, definitely that, that has come to fruition and, and he earns that recognition. It's pretty, but he's, he's committed if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, I believe he is. and I tell you the graphics on it. Just look, I'm looking at some of the photos here and I can't tell on the back window if he is, but uh, man, it just came out so nice. And I tell you what, man, that's a lot of graphics on it and they're just so uh, well done is the best way I can kind yeah. of put it. You know, it's, it's a lot and, and I think it couldn't have looked any better, dude. So tip of the cap to Jake. Uh, man, if, if there's a best paint award out there and maybe best even mini truck, this guy's going to be uh, bringing some awards home, and I'm happy to see that.
1: You know, the the resurgence of Cali graphics is fascinating to me. Uh, I'm so happy to see that. You know, looking back at trucks like, well, you know, Matt Middleton, for example, or, or Scott Krasoffi. Carf- I can never get his name right. He's going to cuss me Sorry for this. You know, seeing, thank you. Yes, there you go. I'm just going to go with that next time. But seeing that resurgence of Cali graphics, you know, of course, you're like me when I got into it. Charles Armstrong was painting, you know, Cal Concepts was painting. You had all those innovative, cutting-edge, amazing graphic jobs, and then for many it kind of disappeared, went went out, and now seeing that come back with such a vengeance is just wild to me. I love it. It's it's about time too. That's a trend that I definitely wanted to see come back around.
0: Yeah, one thousand percent. I do want to talk about trucks uh, here. I do, but i I did want to just say to all of the folks that are going to be making it out to Mini Truck Hall of Fame, I'm not going to make it to SEMA this year, unfortunately. And uh, I just want to just say congratulations again. We covered earlier in the year all of the inductees, and um, you know Bob Hayes and team. They really put together a group effort to make all that happen. So you know, certainly wish everyone the best. I know that kind of kicks off. I do want to make sure uh, Shannon and team gets credit. I think it, there's technically the kickoff party. SEMA kickoff party is hosted by Freaks of Nature, and uh, Shannon always reinforces that to me. And they they do that on that Monday, and then from there, obviously SEMA kind of kicks off. So. Um, I I know there's going to be some that can make it, some that can't, but certainly um, a lot of good kinfolk, man.
1: You know, it's amazing the, the class this year. I think it's one of the strongest inductee classes that I've personally ever seen. Um, you know, of course, I've talked about this ad nauseum. I'm sure everybody's sick of me hearing about it or hearing about it from me, but my buddy Jody Hall, the drop shop fame from here in the mountains is, is making it as the as the fabricator or the builder this year. And of course our buddy Jason Thorbeck, man, you know, who is long overdue. I think Jason has is, is, is carved out such a niche in the mini truck world. I, I think that is one that I didn't even realize he wasn't in so those two guys alone that I know personally and I think very very highly of hell that's a class all by itself never mind the other editions
0: yeah for sure and you know there's um there's just a lot of good people out there and I think a lot of times we all hope that we can all you know all these guys are going to get in especially during you know the time like I hear hip-hop guys always say give these guys their flowers why they're here and I think that's so important and and I hope that Things will continue to run smoothly with it all because again, you know, I don't want to see guys that really should be in, you know, having to wait ten and fifteen and twenty years. I do know there's there's a set number of people, but you know, uh, regardless of what my opinion is, I think we'll continue to see great stuff from the Mini Truck Hall of Fame and uh, the committee, and I'm just excited to, to see some of the photos and hear some of the audio. I know uh, Todd Radar Hendricks typically for the West Coast influence, he will live stream it if he's there. I haven't talked to. To radar to hear if he's going to be out there this year. Uh, he and I were out there last year. We helped Bob uh, as much as we could with the stage and whatnot. But to everyone uh, that's going to be out in Vegas, if you're on Monday, if you're out there on Monday, make sure you look up the event on Facebook, and it's going to be at Hogs and Heifers, I believe, across that little way right there. I think you're up. Make sure you guys uh, check it out. So, uh, dude, the scene updates. Uh, really appreciate you know you coming on and, and talking. Uh, I mean, I, I got so we got so much more to talk about, but... Well,
1: Jason, it's like this, if you've not learned by now, it's hard to make me shut up. Talking is not the issue. Learning when I need to be quiet is the problem. You know, I'm, again, going back to your little sound pad that I'm convinced has all your transitions programmed into it. I'm expecting there's an LMC hook button, you know, or maybe a big X on it. When I talk too much, you can just press that. And then it'll go back to some of Mike Murray's greatest hits to kind of cover up and smooth out.
0: Well, there's the Mike Murray great hits. That's the problem. We're, we're whittled down, you know, to nothing. You know what I'm saying? But um, I wanted to just kind of ask this though like to kick off, right? We're going to talk about some trucks as well, but dude, you know, thinking about the Halloween spooktacular week here and and remember when Mike started Eastbound Get Down, which is in January every year. Yes. He came out of the gate and he said it was the uh first annual. And I had to check him and say, "Yo, listen. Um you're not annual until you have the first one, so it's the inaugural, right? <laughs> so I think for us, this is going to be our inaugural Halloween spooktacular, and who knows what I like we're going to get into with the conversation, but I got this first question for you. You know, we're just going to shoot the shit. It's not really an interview. It's just open conversation, but what's something, if you think about Halloween, I know I've heard rumors that you love Halloween. What was something that you were possibly deathly afraid of as a child? Was there anything?
1: my goodness, what was I afraid of as a kid? The, uh, I, I was lucky. I, I was kind of raised by somewhat of a badass, so so fear wasn't really was it wasn't really too much thing. But you know, little stuff like claustrophobia. You know, anytime if I had like one paralyzing fear. You know, when you wake up in the middle of the night and your sheets are wrapped around your neck and you just can't get out. I mean, that right there—the thought of being trapped under something—which is funny because as I got older, one of the most miserable things in the world to do was to work on a vehicle from underneath because all you could think of was like, wow, that frame is two and a half from my face. This really sucks. You know what? What happens if this jack stand shifts or whatever? And other than that, not really. I'm afraid I'm kind of bored in that regard,
0: dude. You know what? One thing that just creeped me out as a kid, and it's still when I put it on Netflix or whatever streaming service, dude. The Unsolved Mystery song, dude. When I was a really? kid, and that little theme <laughs> would come on, I was like, yo, I was, I, you know, I know you guys are up in the mountains. We're in Land of Lakes, dude. Not. And as a kid, I was always like, damn, dude, that Robert Shack guy. I knew him from Caddyshack 2, which people absolutely hate. Yes. I love the movie. I don't know what it is. It's like a guilty eh. pleasure. I saw it in the movies you know, the, the, with my The older dog friend. in
1: the first one's kinda hard to beat. I'm yep. just saying.
0: Yep. 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 Definitely so the Unsolved Mystery song, and that still kind of creeps me out. Now, granted, I don't get you know, I'm not like afraid of it, but it's a creepy ass little jingle, they would call it. You know what I mean? I'm really curious what
1: the what the actual psychological term for a fear of Robert Stack's music is. I mean, there's got to be that has to be some sort of established phobia somewhere. I'm gonna look that up later,
0: dude. I'm telling you, I guarantee if if it was like a what's the uh, Family Feud song like the scariest theme song from a TV show featuring blah, 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 you know, some crazy long-ass question. I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> that would be it, dude. I mean, that's a creepy-ass X-Files would be up
1: there. Yeah. I, I think the X-Files music would have to be up there as well if you're going to do creepy TV
0: jingles. Yeah, but see, the X-Files one, you could kind of you could kind of whistle along to it. You know what I'm saying? You can. We and can. you kind of like it. skip along. Yeah. <laughs> so all right well keeping with the scary theme so at at mini nats one of our favorite shows southeast mini truck and nats as you mentioned earlier next uh april uh it's going to be the god is it the 29th annual but it's going to be that the weekend of like the 23rd ish right that weekend in maggie valley yes. this year dj mays had kind of hosted something that jason bell had linked up with them on they kind of did like a little open open mic type thing and we had a great time But we we talked about some of this there, and I thought it would be good to talk about here. So keeping with the scary theme, what's your least favorite mod on a truck, on a mini truck? So scary could be, you know, a little scary, but really, like, what's your least favorite mod?
1: Okay, so two different things, least favorite and scary. The scariest thing that I've ever seen ever, and this is just horrifyingly scary, is somebody, especially when they're running juice, I don't think I've ever seen it with bags, but on a hydraulic truck when they will literally cut the leaf springs off directly behind the axle and do a leaf spring homemade two-link. Oh, you've got to have seen that at some point, dude. I've seen that way more times than I care to admit. And a lot of times on the traditional low-lows and stuff, you are just sitting there looking at that. Like, there's no physical way this thing is going to make it down the street without killing a busload of nuns. (laughs) Um, You know, On stage there, I made an absolute fool of myself because I kind of panicked. You know, I got put on the spot there, and I wasn't really sure what my least favorite mod was. So it's like, and it's funny because it's been like, you know, six months, and I'm still not really 100% sure. (laughs) So I'm just going to double down on my ignorance here. At the time, I said my least favorite mod was shaved corner lights, which immediately got me a dirty stare from DJ Mays. And, and, you know, turned my mic off for a while uh, because I'd actually (laughs) forgot that his truck actually had shaved corners. Uh, You know, that's a good question and the least favorite um well you you first man you, you don't put me on the spot of on this one give me a thing to think what is yours what is your least favorite
0: well you get now i gotta preface it with this even though i've suggested to mike in the past to do this on his truck i'm doing it out of the kindness <laughs> of my heart right because i think this is going to help him win trophies and that's what he's in it for right let's be honest you know you want your friends well, to be successful right i mean you wouldn't want your friend to go to a show and not win a trophy Right? You got to support their
1: dream, man. You got to support dude, their dream.
0: I couldn't have said it better. I mean, that needs to be a, an LCD sticker. You got to support their <laughs> dream, you know, or their dream. But I really think my least favorite, I, I, I posted something a couple years ago, and I got a, dude, I haven't gotten a lot of backlash in any post in seven, eight years, and I posted something, and it was a truck that had a lot of mods on it. Okay? I mean, a lot. It was like a, you know, like you see a truck and you see a lot of mods, you go, dude, two thumbs up, and then you see the guy that's, like, done, like, 100 mods and it's like got every single crazy mod and like i posted it and it was it wasn't even like a you know i was like hey minis on the downfall you know and i got i got some backlash for it and i I owned up to it you know some everybody's got an opinion right uh and i wasn't downing the truck it was on craigslist or facebook marketplace and it just was one that had you know like a thousand mods on it but i just didn't think that it was like cohesive you know it was just like hey let me try every single mod right but to answer Absolutely. the question, uh, one of my least favorite or my least favorite is probably going to be the Lambo Doors, dude. But I think, oh but, but I, I do think Mike should still do them. Let's, maybe you one Lambo. That would really make it pop. Yeah, one Lambo, one Gold Wing, something like that. You know?
1: <laughs> oh, that my would, God, I swear to you, Jason. I was literally sitting there thinking Gold Wing Doors <laughs> might be the worst mod I've ever seen. No. I, mean, I was literally one. thinking the same thing. Well, that, we'll, that, edit that's we'll
0: edit this out. But text Mike if you still got his number text them and tell oh, yeah and do that one okay <laughs> we'll got you, man I'll take care of it okay <laughs> but but sure s- we will yeah exactly but so that's mine there, there there's one there for you go links, I've seen a couple of trucks, and, and it's, it's funny. It's like you get
1: the van influence. It's something that there's certain elements that I don't really care for. So I have seen, like, square-body, chop-top trucks with bubble windows, like the round bubble yes. windows, the convex ones. That one always makes me feel just a little dirty to look at. You know, that's... They they just have nefarious intentions, the guys that built that. I'm just saying, right. chances are there's a crushed velvet couch back there. And you know, there's some very white play. And it just it just really makes me feel weird. Yeah, don't so, put so one of those UV lights
0: north. in there, right? What do they use for lighting? Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, okay, okay, I got you. Because I remember we did have a discussion about something like that. And, and I do remember, sure. I, I think my second least favorite, and, and it could, depending on the day, or the amount of drinks that could go one and two, but yeah, like the shaved the shaved extended cab windows always got me because it was like, oh, well, yeah. dude, I mean, having the extended cab was cool, you know what I mean? So it's like, why would you shave those? Yeah, then they would do the moon, the round one in the back, and again, we're not dissing anybody. Like everybody's got their own preferences. You might go, yo, I like I, I'm redheads. Di- I'm dissing.
1: No, nope. no, nope. I'm I'll di- own it. I'm <laughs> totally dissing the round windows. I'm just saying.
0: Right. Exactly. Because you know. Back in the day in Mini Trucking there was an issue where a guy had I think a red ish Toyota with the topper and he had a sticker on the back that said, Don't laugh, your daughter could be inside. And I thought to myself, Whoa, (laughs) does he mean like his girlfriend's sitting in the front seat or is like she's in the topper area? Like what's going on here? You know what I'm saying? Like that could be nefarious.
1: I need, I need to clarify my position a minute ago. In my head, as I was thinking about this, I was thinking side windows for the round. So, right. like my buddy Mark Colt, who has the two round windows in his convertible top, that's totally fine. Mark yeah. is cool. Yeah. It's the other guy. that's not
0: Mark. Right, exactly. Mark is cool, <laughs> man. Mark's got the playboy deals, cool. yeah. too, and so, so everything's good there. But, again, remember, guys, this is all fun. This is just our opinion. I look at things like if somebody goes, yo, I like redheads, and I go, no, I like blondes, Dude, I'm not gonna get mad that you like redheads. Like, hey, can I get some too? You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> it, it, you know, it's just preference. Now, let me ask you this: so, kind of moving away from the spectacular episode we're having here, sure. with the theme. What's your so instead of the the you know maybe something that's a little scary? What's your favorite mod on a mini truck?
1: Oh my gosh, man! This is one of those questions that that I, you know what, it's like the worst sex i've ever had is amazing <laughs> so it's kind of like this i really I, I love all of it i know that's such a cop out answer but i get just as excited to see a, a body drop truck with suicide doors and a, a ls swap with a fully shaved firewall a custom dash treatment you know ten thousand dollar interior et cetera, et cetera, i get just as excited to see that as i do a truck with a three four drop and a young kid in a parking lot getting out to cruise it for the first time it's not so much that i can really peg a certain mod i'm very very open-minded to almost anything i just love seeing anything done. Like I said, man, and I know that's such an absolute cop-out answer, but it still, to this day, excites me to see from the the street classes all the way up to the radical stuff. As long as you're out doing something and as long as that person that owns that truck or that has that truck at the time is is committed to it and they are
0: proud of it, I mean, that's good enough for me, man. Your favorite mod is my favorite mod. I love it. Now, before I say mine, I do want to throw this out there that Josh Ellis, the big homie, he has been posting some of the videos from Mini Nats. And I really think Mike should do this. You know, there, there you know, there's a thing a tilt bed, then there's a dancing bed, then there's the level that the guy was at last year at Mini Nats. Remember, with the bed shooting, was it shooting fire and it was spinning? And it you're, you're
1: talking about the guy that you're yeah. talking about, Jamie Kelly, the schizophrenia yeah. truck that was at the LCD yeah. booth two years ago. Yeah, schizophrenia. Yeah. Yep. That, that is a. You know what? He actually built that truck for the first time, if I'm not mistaken, in 1989.
0: Wow, dude. i been telling you, I like That's next out. level. Yeah,
1: that, I laid eyes on that truck for the first time ever in 2002 at the Pigeon Forge Mini Truck Nationals. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, see my memory's right here, 2002 was an odd year. That was the year that they actually split up the shows. Of course, we've talked about this, you know, I'm kind of a little bit of a Mini Truck historian. In 2001 was the last year that both Herb and Sandy's show and Charlie Cobble's show, which is the one that became what Jason Bell has now. Yeah. Um, the uh, Those two shows were on the same weekend on opposite ends of town. The city council, and the town leaders through a fit. They uh, require that the shows were split up. So in 2002, one show was in mid-June. The other show was in early July. they were a couple weeks apart. That year is the first year I met Jamie Kelly and I immediately went up and I said, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I'm putting on a mini-truck show, the, the H-word show I talk about occasionally. And, uh, you know, I have to have you here. Jamie not only came, but he was actually at every single show I ever put on, ever. He was at literally all 14 of them. And uh, he was just such a huge part. He was always the culmination of the nighttime events. We would have hydraulic hoppers. We would have this, that, and the other. But always at the end of the night, he put on his performance. And, And, you know, he choreographed that to music. I mean, he changed music every single year. It was always so funny. Towards the end, he would always come up with this damn CD that he mixed himself. I'm like, Jamie, the DJ doesn't have a CD drive, dude. Come on. Give me a thumb drive. Sad, I was like, well, man. I have the CD. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll go back sad. and get the tape out of the truck. No, just no, man, no. <laughs> so, so somewhere there's a Jamie Kelly's 8-track greatest hits with all <laughs> mixes of Tool and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, that, that thing actually, literally, I asked his dad about it once, and his dad is in his 80s now, one of the coolest dudes you ever meet. I said, how did he come up with this? His exact words, I'll never forget this, were a lot of time in the basement masturbating and smoking weed. That is what his own father said was the inspiration for that truck. Like
0: so. drop, man. I mean, dude, let's be honest. Hank, we don't think Hank's dad would even give him that kind of compliment. Let's be honest. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's definitely a different level of support, man, I have to admit. So my favorite mod is probably... Oh, you mean it wasn't a fire shooting bed? Come on, Jason. <laughs> dude, that's up there. But, again, I think Mike, if Mike wants to go after some of these guys and win these awards... You know, even though he's out of the he's out of the mix now, he's got to do stuff like that. You know, he's got to go after Jamie Kelly. You know, and I think he could do it, but he's gotta he's gotta motivate himself.
1: I tell you a Jamie Kelly story that I'm really fond of. This would be what dude, I could make an entire freaking episode of Jamie Kelly stories. It would be amazing you and, and these things on. that would just make your mouth drop. Oh boy. That'll be that'll be a fun one. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> but one year uh, one year he come up with this great ideal to do balloons because if you recall, his bed it spins and it shoots fire but the, oh the hard tonneau cover actually breaks into four pieces and it becomes like a inverted pentagram thing and, and yeah. spins around and and it looks like just, just death. It just looks like it's going to kill everybody. And right. well, anyway, he came up with this great idea. It was so funny to me. And I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one that's tickled by it. But he came up with this great idea one year. He's like, "Well, I'm going to fill the bed full of balloons." I'm like, "Okay, why would you do that?" He's like, "Well, when the bed breaks apart and as the fire shoots, all these balloons are going to rise majestically into the air, and it's going to look just it's really cool." Visual. I'm like, "Oh, okay." Well, here's the problem: is my show that he performed at was in the fall, and you know, this time of year, the days are hot, the nights are really cold. And cold and helium don't really work together very well. So he was doing his performance, doing this amazing performance. And he had it, I don't even remember what the song was. I think it was actually uh, Disturbed. Um. Um. Anyway, so he had this music going, you know, it was just an awesome environment. The flames are shooting, the bomb is going off, the sparklers are going, and the bed finally opens. And we're waiting for this majestic reveal of all these helium balloons. Oh, about four little helium blues just roll out because it got cold, and the helium lost its area Shrinkies, property, right. so it's now heavier than that. Exactly. They just fall out just like, like a 75-year-old man that forgot his Viagra, just plopping the ground. It's just this most... Awful, and I remember the look in his face of just utter disgust. And people started giggling because these sad little flaccid balloons just started rolling around the ground. Like one little kid ran out and got one and ran off with it. I'm sorry. That's, again, that's a story that maybe just tickles me, but it was good
2: times.
0: <laughs> well, I my 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 probably favorite mod is the roll down back window. Right, so it became oh yeah. CR Lawrence had the bolt in, and that stopped production around '91. Then you know the tundra eventually comes out and whatnot, but you've had guys go and there was a guy Anthony that built the izuzu uh, that was on the cover of Street Trucks that had the roll down back window. There's an extended cab S10 I saw it laid out at the park. Um, you know there's I've kind of started the hashtag roll down back window and if you tap on that hashtag especially on Instagram you'll see a lot of the curated posts. There's a there's a girl Candice and Sever she's got it in the C10. But I just always liked that mod, and I always thought it was even doper on the crew cabs or extended cab or space cab or whatever you know truck, sure. because you know you got that extra space, and then boom, the window comes down, you get that flow of air. Just one of my favorites out there, very similar to the old wagons. You know, they they would have the roll down windows back in the you know sixty late oh 50s, absolutely
1: 60s. yeah, so because they would usually cram the kids back there on the big long road trips to Wally's World and stuff.
0: Yes, yeah, there you go. Now, what mod do you <laughs> think has been the most important for our truck scene? Right? So I'm not going to let you get out of this one like you did the last one, which was cool. I understand. No, I understand. It, but, but if you think about, like, maybe in your opinion, what's the oh, most I know important this one.
1: mod? You mean the one that literally changed everything about the mini-truck scene? Yep, yep. It, this is still going to be a cop-out, but I'm very fine on this answer. It's a body drop. It's actually channeling.
0: No, that's because it. Because I
1: think that, I think that when literally, you know, going back, uh, let's see, was it I guess it wasn't it wasn't ballistic those first bodies. Hold on. So I know the three West Coast trucks, I'm drawing such a blank, yeah, but when so, they first but come out, ballistic being
0: the first the first on the cover. A mini
1: sure, absolutely. But, you know, your first body truck there just changed everything. And, and like my buddy Casey Hart, I know you've heard me talk about Casey before. Yeah. Casey uh, was the first body truck truck east of the Mississippi River. Uh, I believe it was 88. Uh, his square body s 10. And he literally uh, called the West Coast guys and just blew them up constantly, just asking questions and asking questions. And why am I blanking on their names? He's like some of the most legendary people in the world. But he would just blow them up question after question until he finally figured out enough to do it himself. And There was nothing back then that even compared, you know, yes, there was adjustable vehicles, but I mean, lowriders have been around since, what, the 50s, 60s using airplane hydraulics, so adjustability wasn't just our scene, while technically channeling was a lead sled thing. Um, you know, a traditional body drop, like what we perfected, you know, our scene perfected, that's, that's totally mini truck. I don't think you can get any more mini truck than a actual body drop vehicle. And uh, I think that changed everything that put everything on a completely different level. And it started to kind of get away from the vans, get away from the low rider influence and become its own thing. I think that kind of changed everything.
0: Yeah, it really did. And then I think coupled with that, I was going to say body drop, but then if you think about too Brian Gendro, hoping we can link up with him this week, you know, Brian really was the guy that said, hey, let's put an airbag on a truck. And I think those kind of go hand in hand. But really, even with the hydraulics, we're making the trucks lower, you know, airbags come in, they revolutionize a lot for us, especially in mini world, in the mini truck world. But then the body drop was kind of the icing on the cake. So, you know, I think we're in in agreement there. Now, I want to change the subject a little bit. What was your favorite Pastime experience related to Halloween. It might have been, you know, something as a kid. You know, maybe as an adult, whatever. But I know you love Halloween. The spectacular episode oh, we got. But what's your favorite yeah, pastime Halloween. related? And it would have to be clean and, as Link would, as Hank would say, legal. Well,
1: right, right. I understand. No, no, you know, I told you a few off the air, so you kind of understand that I have some some morally questionable Halloween stories, and I will spare your listeners, because the last thing I would ever want to do is to put you in the realm of only having eight and a half like we do, and, 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 you know, they're going to turn this on, hear me saying some awful Halloween story, and like, nope, we're done. This is good. Um... One of the clean stories I can tell is more of a prank, if nothing else. We had this, and this is not the one I told you off the air. Don't worry. You don't have to hit the LMC shut up button yet. Um, We had this ultra-religious teacher that did not believe in Halloween. I was in high school at the time. And uh, super, super religious. She was the only teacher in the entire school that did not decorate her room for Halloween. Everybody else did. Every single teacher, the hallways, everything was all decked out for Halloween except for this one class. I can't remember her name. It doesn't matter. Anyway, this, this old bitty of a teacher, she would always talk about how evil it was, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and we'd always kind of goad her a little bit. Well, the day before Halloween, she actually had to take off of, of school and had a substitute teacher in So me being the, I was never very very smart, I was never very fast-witted, but occasionally a blind pig finds an acorn, and that's exactly what I did this day. (laughs) This substitute teacher come in, couldn't find her lesson plan, had no idea what to do, and she made the mistake of asking the class, well, you know, what did Miss such and such leave you guys to do, you know, so we can go ahead and continue this lesson? I said, oh, ma'am, I said, we're not doing anything like that today. We were given explicit instructions. To decorate her room. She said, well, what do you mean? I said, well, look around. There's no Halloween decorations. She hasn't been able to decorate <laughs> her room yet. So we have been given explicit instructions to decorate her room for her. This lady paused for me. She's like, are you, are you serious? I'm like, oh, absolutely. She, she told me personally to go out and gather up some decorations from the <laughs> other teachers, and we would decorate her room. So she bought it. And then several of us went out, ran down the hallways, and literally begged, borrowed, and stole all the Halloween decorations that we could find. Everything totally mismatched. It looked like family dollar the day after Halloween on a clearance sale. There was half-destroyed half, half destroyed skeletons and, and Halloween wreaths and jack-o'-lanterns in the works and a lot. And gray, uh, black crepe paper and plastic. And we literally came back in and spent the entire period decorating this lady's room. I was lucky enough to be there the next morning when she showed up, and I watched her open her door and it literally looked like the worst carnival haunted house you have ever seen. And she burst into tears, wheeled on one heel, and ran to the principal's office, slammed the door, and we never seen her again for the rest of the week. And it was delightful. So, you know, that, that's, that's a little bit cleaner than the stuff I to- told you offline, but that is a, that's a good one. That's a good memory of mine.
0: Dude, I'm going to just leave the mic drop there because I can't top that one. I ain't even got anything <laughs> close to that. That is like. We were mean kids in the mountains, man. We were really mean kids. Wizard it, the hollering hills? <laughs> yeah, straight in the hills and hollers, man. Dude, I love it. Now, so speaking of uh, Halloween memories, right before we started, we were texting a little bit ago, and we were talking God. about McDonald's, okay? God damn it, we in online for 40 minutes. Dude, the, the the Halloween Spooktacular continues here on OLP with LCD. But, dude, this year, my intel from Instagram says that they brought back the old candy pails, whatever you want to call them. Uh-huh. And for uh-huh. years, you know, like, I... You know, I come from a long line of pack rats, you know what I mean? My parents taught me well, you know, to keep everything.
1: Absolutely, man. You
0: know what I'm saying? And they had, we had for years those little, they look like the pumpkin deal, and you put the Uh lid on it. But I think the Happy Meal must have came in that, and then, you know, you would keep that because then, boom, you know, you've got your McDonald's advertising and you're going out, and now you're doing your trick-or-treating, right? So we still had those for years, but did you see that they brought those back this year?
1: So I'm not saying that I might have four in my truck right now currently, two that I bought yesterday and two that I bought tonight. But as soon as we get off this, I'm going to send you a picture showing that I have four in my truck currently. Right now it's just a ghost. i am tell you, man, nothing beats Halloween to me. Um, McDonald's is funny have always been such iconic advertisers and then when like all yes. the fat kids started getting to be fat kids they just pulled everything but you know when you and I were growing up you had the when I grow up skits and the Halloween stuff and they're on the McDonald's land and it, and it wasn't a terrible thing you know it was just something kind of funny and, and I promise you a clown has never made me want to eat french fries ever in my entire life but I kind of enjoyed the advertising it was so much more simple and, and innocent back then now I guess everything has to be ran through so many filters but if you want a clown To sell greasy fries. I mean, so what? Even if they do package it in a a pumpkin bucket to to make you fork over a couple extra dollars, which I totally did.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I I had to go on uh, Google and on corporate McDonald's website, October 6th, they're back. McDonald's USA iconic Halloween pails. I said pails. I made that up earlier, not thinking that's what it's actually called. Oh, that's returned. pretty cool. I didn't realize that. Yeah, October 18th, after weeks of anticipation, uh, they officially confirm the return of the Halloween Happy Meal and shares the unique ways fans can reuse the collectible pails um, this fall and beyond. So they got the green, the orange, and the white. Now, that brings me to something. This isn't that, you know, we had the trivia question earlier and you did great. Um do you remember like how many of the names do you remember from McDonald's Land? So it kind of even predates All of them. yeah so so think about this All when of I did them. some <laughs> did some research Rummy. it goes <laughs> it goes back to like the early 70s right so I mm-hmm. knew some of them I knew most of them dude but what are some of the ones that McDonald's characters that you remember?
1: Oh, my God, well, my all-time favorite is Mary McCheese because there's just something unbelievably horrifying about a living, personified cheeseburger man with a purple robe and a sash. I mean, what kind of (laughs) – y'all out there, man? What kind of COVID fever dream is that when you think about it? What the hell even is that? And, of course, you have, you know, you have uh, 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 Sheriff Big Mac. Uh, You have – we none of us know what the hell grimace is, uh, but we have grimace. You have Birdie. You have the Fry guys. Shall I go
0: on? Yes, <laughs> dude. I, no, I, I, okay, I can do this all day. Hold on, you, I you, you blew me away when you got the Mayor McCheese because there was a couple different dude. Like I was like, how does he even know these man? Oh no, oh no, no. It gets much
1: worse. Now let me let me tell you a little bit of McDonald's history. Boy, you're getting a weird, dark area of my life, dude. So. You realize that McDonald's and
0: Land and the entire concept of the cartoon side is a complete ripoff of another cartoon, right? I didn't know that, but I do know that Willard Scott, I believe he's passed away. He was so the very so first Ronald. Be, yeah, it's, he helped develop some of those characters. Well, supposedly oh, dude, he, he was borrowed... A very-
1: he was the first Ronald, and actually, instead of the, the current, uh, well, not current anymore, so they stopped using him, but since the most previous iteration of Ronald, uh, Willard Scott's version literally just had a McDonald's cup on his face in place of a nose. I mean, that was the, that was the, so anyway, so here's your little trivia. Here's your little way back in the day McDonald's trivia, uh, and there was actually lawsuits to support this. McDonald's land and all the creature concepts were a complete ripoff of a cartoon called H.R. Huffing stuff.
0: <laughs> See, you said earlier that you couldn't come back with some trivia, dude. You're blowing my mind.
1: Well, Google that no, one. Just, you tell Not me. You look at it literally. <laughs> oh, no. oh, absolutely, man. I mean, while I can't keep up with anybody on Back to the Future stuff, McDonald's is my jam.
0: Okay, so so, yeah, so give was, us one more time, the title of the other show, or the other concept.
1: The other show, which literally not only had complete similar rip-offs, different, or the same costumes, and even some of the same voice actors, the original cartoon is an old television series called H.R. Puffin Stuff.
0: <laughs> okay, got it, got I it. Got it.
1: Yep, 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 and, and, and there was all sorts of legal leads, and it was a nightmare. McDonald's with its unlimited lawyer pockets ended up winning, and Ronald McDonald is evil.
0: <laughs> dude, I worked there, and uh, do you remember as kids? It was my first job. But when we were when we were younger, and we'd go drive to Michigan and stuff, you'd stop into McDonald's, and they do they would have like the full little what do they, what do they call it McDonald Land. Oh
1: God, the play places, man. Absolutely. Dude, I don't but, think you know, well the biggest rumor <laughs> Well the biggest rumor around here was always and you heard it every single small town in the mountains. It didn't matter if you were in West Virginia, Virginia, Tennessee, or Kentucky. Every small town had the same exact story. Well little Jimmy was in that ball pit there and he got bit by a copperhead. <laughs> and they closed it down every I have heard that story, and I bet, this is no exaggeration, two dozen different small towns in the Appalachian Mountains. There was always a little Jimmy. His parents are always don't give a care, and he is always getting eaten by a copperhead in the ball pit every single time. So, you know, that was always the rumor at home. We had a cool McDonald's, uh, and, and, you know, one I told you about a little bit earlier, one I didn't. The McDonald's that I mentioned to you earlier at the time, was one of very, very few, I want to believe, single digits, uh, a double-story. It was actually a two-story oh, McDonald's. right, right. And uh, in Hazard, Kentucky, which is about 25 miles west of here, there was a two-story McDonald's. You go in, order in the first floor, there were seats, but then the private rooms were upstairs, and it legit was a two-story McDonald's. When they went through and did kind of a corporate reimagining, and this had a play place and everything, Instead of build, instead of redoing that restaurant, they abandoned it and donated it to the people that owned it, the local restaurateur, wow. uh, donated it to the city of Hazard and they made their police station. So if you go through downtown Hazard, Kentucky right now, about 25 miles west of here, you will see a two story police department that has a very suspicious looking drive through. But then on top of that, here in Whitesburg, where I'm from, we had a rock and roll McDonald's. This McDonald's was built when I was in high school, so I guess I was a freshman about 96, 97, something like that. It was built around then, and it had a 1950s theme. All the benches were red sparkly vinyl. All the tabletops were kind of flexed looking material with chrome strips. Every single table had a tiny little jukebox. You could put quarters in and play your own music. You had a tiny little jukebox there. And they had, they, of course, they had a play place as well, but they also had two concrete pads for classic cars. And they would rotate these classic cars out oh, right, every few right. months. Yeah, so you would have like a, a Tri-5 Chevy, and you'd have like a 40 shoebox Ford. A few months later, there'd be an old caddy there and something else, and they would literally rotate these cars out every few months from like one of the owner's private collections. But it was a rock and roll McDonald's. They had an entire memorabilia case inside that was Elvis and James Dean and I Love Lucy and pretty much every stick you could remember from back then. It was neat. And then, of course, like everything, they just made it gray and bored and got rid of all the character and uh, lost all the identity, made it just another. Generic McDonald's with a mid cafe with really shitty coffee.
0: Right, exactly. Now, do you think like Hamburglar was he the biggest pimp of them all? I, I think he was really he, <laughs> out, he was really out for the bags. You know what I'm saying, the cash bags.
1: Oh gosh, the you know I I think you gotta
0: wonder about the intentions of Ronald himself. I mean, seriously, what birdie do for a living? I'm just I'm just saying. Exactly. Now, there's got to be a, a McDonald's. Uh, podcast out there, dude, they've got to get, you've either got to spin off and tell, <laughs> you know, your crew that, hey, man, you, you're going to be splitting your time because, dude, you've really got it down. And like I said, you know, me going to different ones as, as kids, like we loved the little the little characters that my mom actually still has. When we were younger, you'd get the little, around Halloween time, you get all the characters and they have the little costumes that snap around them. Oh, dude, yeah. She I still has about those and she kind of keeps them, um... You know, with like the decorations and stuff. You know, it's just something I don't know. My mom kept, so right. it brings back those memories as a kid. But it's crazy to hear now they've got the happy meals. Have you had the the adult happy meal yet? I guess you have.
1: You know, I have not. They're actually completely sold out of them all the time here. Isn't you cannot crazy? get one. They're, it is. I've I've tried a couple of times just so that I can say that I did. And they're always sold out of them. Just like the frosty or the the freezing machine is always you know destroyed, and the milkshake <laughs> things aren't working.
0: Well, when you do, I know you're, you're, you're continuing to ramp up your social media. I'd love to see, seriously, start if, you know, maybe I'm missing them, you know, get on YouTube, right, and start doing some of the taste testing. Some Dude, I would love to see more of this this talk of, you know, you going, like, let's say you travel out of town, you know, to, to two towns over, and you're like, oh, yeah, there was this one famous McDonald's here, and they had, you know, pizza, Dude, like I, I want to see, like I want to see, see some of these reviews on your YouTube, man, and like some of these like so, dark so I, I re- discussions. I realize you're playing,
1: but I've absolutely no, had no, pizza at McDonald's before. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you actually remember this?
0: I do. I do remember it in in Orlando. I think is where I had it. And there's oh, even one. Cool, there's over by where my in-laws live down here. There's a. There's. A, I I couldn't think of it earlier, but it's a cafe McDonald's. And you would go there, and okay. it's more of like a, it might be a bistro one or something, but it, it was like a higher end one, dude. Like if you spilled your drink in the in the drive through, the manager comes out and like helps clean it up, dude. Like they're like all about oh the my service god, there. dude. Like you've never been one in, 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 like this, possibly. Now my son would go with my mother in law, dude. They had arcade games in there. They had, I mean, dude, just all kinds of stuff. And I kind of thought to myself, like, dude, this why couldn't I have worked at one of those, you know?
1: I have have never seen a very, very nice uh, McDonald's like that. I'm I'm beyond intrigued. I've never had to get reservations to dine with the clown.
0: Dude, I'm telling you, um, I think it's – I'm going to look it up and try to get you the intel on it. When you're down here, we'll make a special trip next time and head over to uh, Oldsmar. I I swear it used to be a bistro one. It may not technically be called that now. Uh, It looks like it's McDonald's Oldsmar, but I'll, I'll show you the deal. You know what I'm saying?
1: No, oh, that's that is super cool. Hey, let me ask you a question: Are you able to receive pictures while we were on the phone?
0: Yes. Yeah, I do. I I'm I, sending you something. I have a clamshell I'm you phone something still. Right now I do still have a clamshell phone, but um, I got my picture oh, well, message right, fair package. Enough, right. Oh, No, seriously, I do. Well, you for, yeah, you forget ODB. I'm I'm
1: I'm in the middle of nowhere, no. so these these fantasy technologies may not happen. I just sent you a oh, picture I oh, of myself. I see it. Wow. From 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 heritage two K fifteen, which was the last big year of the show, and uh, that was that was the first, that was the I actually desperately wanted to get a Ronald there. That was 2013, actually, and uh, I sent you a picture of Ronald McDonald and myself. And uh, let me tell you something: that is a process to get Ronald to show up at your event. It is. I literally made a lot of enemies there, and those guys are creepy. Let me explain this. And then I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not trying to detour here, but I think this is, well, a this story. is the story you will find some enjoyment in.
0: Right. So oh, we well, talk creepy
1: clowns. So I think this works. So in 2013, I got the bright idea that, and we we'd made some good money with the show. We love doing charitable things, but I wanted to branch out a little bit. So I wanted to give a little bit of money to the Ronald McDonald House. A uh, really cool thing. I love what they do as far as helping families that can't afford to stay. You know, when their loved ones are in the hospitals and stuff. So we, we wanted to kick a little money to them. And I reached out like, hey, look, I don't know if you guys even still do the McDonald appearances, Ronald McDonald appearances, or not. But and I'm gonna give you a little insight on this behind the scenes Ronald stuff if you will. I said, but I'd very much like for this to happen. So I put out some feelers, and I found somebody in northern Kentucky that was a couple of hours from here that was a, dare I say, Ronald McDonald character. And you can't say impersonator. You talk about making them really mad really quick. So I reached out to him, and, and I asked, now here's the first thing you notice. They do not break character. They will not break character. If you were talking to somebody that has went through the quote-unquote clown college and They will not break character at all while they're communicating with you for fear, I guess, the McDonald's overlords may see it and, I don't know, smite them down with a fit of rage or something. So you're emailing back and forth, literally, you're emailing back and forth with Ronald, and there is no breaking character at any point. Because literally, and I don't remember the exact word he used, but he essentially said that while he is definitely Ronald, that area that I was in – um, was not exactly what he served. And I asked him, oh, so, was there another Ronald? And he wrote back, he's like, well, I'm the only Ronald, and we have to use some Ronald magic, but I think I can make it work. Wow, wow. I'm like, oh, oh, okay, like, cool. Now Hank so he ne- get just me- so you
0: know, Hank never breaks character either. That's the only other person, <laughs> that I, seriously, that I think can be on his level, but I'm sorry, I didn't mean to stop you.
1: Did I tell you that uh, Trooper Mike Burton knocked off Hank's arm at the <laughs> Revolution show in front of the Hammer booth? Dude. That's another story for another time. Yeah. That was I have pictures of that one too. That was an oopsie. But anyway, talk about a way to make a splash as a first time mini trucker. Anyway, uh sorry Hank. But anyway, so I was communicating with Ronald here. You know, the only Ronald in the world and he made that very, very, very obvious. But he asked me to go through somebody else and I finally communicated with someone else that I realized was the regional Ronald, if you will. And they are. They're they're assigned to regions, these these impersonators, these characters are. So I spoke to them, and they literally sent me an application. You know, do you want Ronald at your event? Why? Tell us in 400 words or less why Ronald is important to you. What would you like Ronald to do? And there were choices. For example, he can walk around and give motivational speeches to kids. He can take pictures. He can do a 15-minute magic show twice a day. Ronald will be glad to do public appearances. It is, it is comprehensive. I've literally applied to colleges that were less invasive than this application. So I got everything filled out. Two days later, I get a call from the local McDonald's restaurant, and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, w- what do you mean? I'm trying to get Ronald here. They're like, we- you didn't go through us. And I'm like, what's what's the big deal? They're like, we only have a certain amount of Ronald credits every year, oh and that's regional, and you have to go through this. So it turns <laughs> out, I, just, I circumvented the whole process, and this local store owner that owned like four McDonald's literally looked my number up and called me, Damn, and they said, you know, this isn't the... Oh, it's scary. This isn't the way you do that. You know, this is the way you do. You have to go through us. So then they had to go back and retcon the application to attach their name to it to use their own credits. So that they wouldn't get in trouble because it was just this big mess. Anyway, and they finally brought Ronald down, so seven o'clock in the morning, this, this white van, and you can see it in the background of the picture, this honest to God white van shows up with like an air conditioning unit at the top, and this dude gets out and he's six foot seven, six foot eight, this monstrous guy, just deadpan face, there's just no humor in this dude at all. He looks just Really, like I'm just a thug, and 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 he's like, "Are you Lee?" I'm like, "Yes, sir." Please don't shoot me. And he said, "Well, you know, I'm with I'm with Ronald. Where do you need us to set up?" And I said, "Well, where's Ronald?" And he pauses and he looks at me a second. He said, "He's in the van." And I'm like, wow. so, uh, "Okay." It's
0: like you think he's going to be filming our horror movie or something, possibly. Dude, it was sketchy.
1: So anyway, he said, "I need 45 minutes to get Ronald ready." I'm like, "Okay." So this guy parks. Forty-five minutes later, the same dude comes out. He's the six-foot-seven, six-foot-eight guy. There's no mistaking him. And, uh, he gets out and just like, hey, everybody, I'm Ronald. What do I do now? And just totally never breaks character, walks around and interacts with kids, never once shows the fact that he was literally like, you know, a gang affiliation with no humor at all just a few minutes before that, and just hung out all day at the show. And it was the damnedest thing ever. So I've got a bunch of great pictures with a bunch of mini truckers posing with Ronald, Ronald giving devil horns and all sorts of cool stuff. But yeah, and, uh, the, the local McDonald's wouldn't return my calls. The next year, I never could get him back. So dude. I was totally blacklisted from the Ronald journey, But it was it was good times. Well, we know two. Why guys. do you get me on here, Jason? This is the shit that I talk about. You are totally wasting your time with the real listeners <laughs> having me on here. No, I'm just dude, saying. We
0: we might we might break a record here. I'm just saying because I'm telling you <laughs> this is the Halloween spooktacular. This is our inaugural. I'm and you know Mike Murray if if he was still affiliated with us he would be in my ear right now trying to talk about eastbound get down. Now the show I don't even know why I'm talking about it but on Instagram according to what I'm seeing it's the 13th through the 15th next year 2023. Sure. And you know what? He's not going to have Ronald there. So I think you got to leg up. So we'll i we'll will do that. my best. But listen, I got to roll <laughs> in I got I got about 5 more minutes but I I got to ask you that right? Man. So this, this is just mind-blowing, dude. Like, the HR puffing stuff. Like, dude, Like I'm going to go yeah. down that bunny trail, and I'm going to learn more about that. But what was your favorite Halloween memory related to a brand of some sort? It might be a TV show. It could be a movie. Hell, it could even be cereal, right? Whatever. It can't be the Ronald, because we just talked about that.
1: No, um, no. We totally drove that one to on the ground. But it's easy, man. It's easy. It's my age. Yeah, really. My age group, um, in all sincerity, I grew up watching the the Nickelodeon "Are You Afraid of the Dark" show. I don't know wow. if that's one that recall, you recall at all or not, but it was like a early teenager scary movie story thing that would usually come out around Halloween and stuff. Um, and they would do like, and I'm sure you've heard the monkey's paw story before. That's one of the oldest tropes in the you know teenage yeah, horror movie yeah. things. But I remember, you know, just sitting around the TV, being so excited when the Halloween stuff started coming out. Even at a young age, I mean, I remember watching the Garfield Halloween special, when you know Garfield and Odie were dressed as pirates and they had to fight a real pirate ship, or any of the Scooby Doo stuff, you know, and totally show my age here. But I think just the Halloween cartoons was always one of the most exciting things when I was a little boy, because it meant that that season was right around the corner, you know, and and now, you know, back then you get like a week and a half of celebration. Now they've kind of popped it up to two weeks or two months, rather. So at the beginning of September, you start seeing Halloween decorations, and it kind of, kind of sucks when they do that for Christmas. But I really dig it in Halloween. I, I enjoy the hell out of it to be quite honest. So it's 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 a, just how much that has changed and going from like the cartoons and the advertisements now being just kind of a big money thing, I guess. But I was just so excited that time of year, just seeing those cartoon advertisements come out, and always kind of count down the days to them. Dude, I love it.
0: I think back to the Count Chocula, and oh gosh, yeah. I think back to it's the Great Pumpkin. Charlie Brown and Great um, Charlie and Brown. Yep. Charlie Brown, and that was the I think the second one after the Christmas deal that goes back many years. And of course, uh, yeah. with with kind of television and media changing a little bit, I think some of that's going to be streaming only, which is kind of crazy. But a lot of us have kind of cut the cord, so to speak. But oh, um, uh-huh. absolutely, dude. LMC from LCD downward OPP. I mean OLP. Right? Enough acronyms. It's, oh man, it's. it's, it's-
1: it's LMC, I'm on OLP, co host with ODB, and that means I'm OPP, and that is down with other people's podcasts.
0: Yeah, dude, there you go. Can we use the promo? I mean, can we get you to sign the waiver to cut that? <laughs> cut that? So it's technically, Lee, my intel at the F- FBI said it's, is it Lee Michael Cordell? Yes, sir, my real name, yeah, it is. Yeah, LMC. And I know yeah, you're kind of like me, You're you're not really on Facebook much, you know. Like, there's not a lot out there yeah. on you, man. You know what I'm saying? Cause you,
1: I have four friends, man. Yeah, you're not going to find a lot of Facebook for me.
0: Yeah, and because I heard, you know, kind of goes back to, you know, some of the undercover stuff you were doing, and that's how you met Hank, and you ended up getting Hank linked with Ron and all that stuff back, right? I mean, there's kind of you a know, there backstory. Might, there, there might be a name change in the safe
1: house in my past. I'm just saying, man.
0: <laughs> so the scene updates, we expanded with the Halloween Spooktacular. We want to thank Garage Gear Clothing. The only brand that I know of in the scene with free, yes, you heard that right, free shipping, garagegearclothing.com. Hit them up. Let them know that OLP sent you. The holidays are coming. Get those gift orders in. Uh, hook up your main squeeze or your significant other, however you do, garagegearclothing.com. Dude, LCD podcast, I love the show. I listen. I'm so sorry. I listen every time you guys post and I know, you, I know that you don't like the compliments, but I want to give them to you cause you're a good guy. Um, the whole team, you know, Farva, Shay, um, you know, the, the crew that kind of comes in, you know, the hustle that you guys yeah. have, you know, the dedication that you have to the scene. I'm so thankful. And, um, before we wrap it up, I'm going to see if there's anything else you want to share. I am going to call Brad here in a few minutes. We'll talk a little bit about the show. I'll wrap up a couple other items. Not much. Uh, that way we fulfill our obligation. We have a contractual obligation, you know, to Hank and some of our our key guys out there. Yep. But uh, you know, right, 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 right. Of course. I just wanted to throw it over to you and say, number one, thank you for for taking the time this week, man. I tell you what, man dude the the laughs you know just just the stuff that we talk about man it's it, it, it was it was a lot of fun i really appreciate it i hope the listeners uh, appreciate it but man what else you got for us man
1: Dude, I'm afraid that I'm an open book and there's nothing really exciting that I can, that I can share with you. Uh, number one, you probably need to check your phone right now if you've never seen Ronald McDonald doing a freak check. Oh, and number yeah. two, I want... <laughs> yeah, I know. And number two, I wanted to say thank you so much for... And I tell you this all the time, uh, but it's not lip service. I really mean this. Now, number one, thank you so much for allowing me to jump on for a few minutes and to bore you with my random stories. But number two, thank you so very much for doing what you have done for the scene. And and I know that you're like me, you don't like the compliments, but thank you so much for kind of, you know, being the shining beacon of the podcast world for all of us. I mean, if it wasn't for OLP, you know, none of us would exist. Dare I speak for the custom scene as well, but you know, we sure as hell wouldn't be here. And uh, thank you for making this possible, man, because this has been one of the most enjoyable experiences of my life. And I owe it to you guys.
0: You're far too kind. I give all the credit over to the Best Damn Truck Show and some of the guys like Ronnie that came before us, but I appreciate that. Uh, last promo that I need you to cut, how um, most of the people are probably already listening. If they're not, what's the elevator pitch for them to find LCD?
1: <laughs> elevator pitch, I like that. Uh, well, and also, like I often say, if you want to hear a podcast that tells some great old-school mini-truck stories, has some very engaging guests on it that does things that really kind of exemplify what's great about our scene, you should probably listen to Oil or the custom scene. <laughs> and if you have... And if you've already went through all those episodes and you have listened to the stuff that actually has legitimately good content and you want to hear some low class stories with morally questionable values, eh, what the hell? Join the eight and a half listeners for L C D. You can find us at L C D podcast on almost any social media, even though I don't really know how to run it. I promise occasionally I post new episodes.
0: L C D, the voice of the low life, if you just Google L C D podcast, it'll come up. You can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, to um, LMC's Point, pretty much anywhere. You find Podcast, dude. Thank you so much, man. I I wish you guys all the best as we kind of get sideways into the rest of kind of the Q4, fourth quarter we're in now. Uh, We'll we'll, we'll get sideways into next year. And uh, really appreciate you taking the time, my brother. And we'll link up soon.
1: Hey, man. Thank you so much for including me on the Halloween episode. That tickles me to no end. It is always an honor and a pleasure to be here.
0: It's a spooktacular. LMC, we'll talk soon, dog. (laughs) See you, man. Thanks a lot. So thanks again, LMC, for coming on. I'm going to wrap this up pretty quick, and then we're going to call Brad Creisman from No Regrets. I always say Chrisman, but it's Creisman. The key show updates, not a lot to share. I don't think I'm going to share a lot this week, but I would encourage you, if you get a chance, I know um, you guys are busy. If you go to ourlifestylepodcast.com, on the left side, you can uh, select the OLP digital show calendar, and you can subscribe to our calendar. I have been updating dates for 2023. So all of the show stuff that we really highly promote, that's all going to be on there. And I will be reaching out via a post to find out what show dates are that we can put on our calendar. And again, if it's an iPhone, I know it works flawlessly. Um, If it's an Android, I know sometimes it won't let you subscribe to it, but you can at least try ourlifestylepodcast.com. So um, for the rest of the year... The big thing I wanted to reinforce is Bayou Showdown. That's the weekend before Thanksgiving, and that's in Slidell, Louisiana. So get on out there if you can. Support uh, the Real Deal Holyfield. Good people with Bayou Showdown. Uh, They're mostly focused on uh, Facebook, so there's not really an Instagram, I don't think, anymore. But if you go out on uh, Facebook and search Bayou Showdown, you'll see the event. Sean Randall, we need to get him on probably next week to talk a little bit about it. So I think that's going to be important. Now, we talked about also recently the show in Australia, which I want to really reinforce. And I think in the next week or so, we'll be able to talk a little bit more about that show. That's the ECC, East Coast Cruise, the compound. And that, for anyone um, that wants to go or or get away, uh, that's going to be down under. So we'll talk about that one here in the coming weeks. Now, laying at the lake. So, I did uh, forget to kind of really reinforce this one, but the 11th, 12th, and 13th lane at the lake, that's going to be in Salmon Lake Park, Grapevine, Texas. So that's on the OLP show calendar for this year. Uh, Bayou Showdown, as I mentioned. And then you have the 5th Annual Tampa Kennedy Cruise open to all makes and models. That's going to be the 19th here in Tampa at 10 a.m. So that's going down there. Uh, Craig's, uh, the grand finale, that's going to be in December. I talked about that recently Eastbound Get Down, the 13th, 14th, and 15th of January. Lone Star Throwdown, the 24th, 25th, 26th of February. So we'll be there. Orange Beach Invasion, 24th, 25th, 26th of March. So a lot of stuff going down. Uh, Midi Nats, the 21st, 22nd, 23rd. And again, I'm pulling all of these dates right off of the digital show calendar. You can subscribe to it, ourlifestylepodcast.com. On the left side, click on OLP digital show calendar, and you can check those out. The key show updates brought to you by the West Coast Influence. Visit Mini Truck Film. You heard that right, minitruckfilm.com. You can order the Blu-ray or DVD. This is a great stocking stuffer. There's also some custom die-cast hot wheel style uh, cars, trucks rather, available. Hit up minitruckfilm.com. There's no podcast updates this week, So I'm going to skip those. If you have an opportunity, please take a moment. If you're on an iPhone, uh, go to the pre-installed podcast app, that purple icon, select library, select OLP, and then scroll down to the point that you can leave a rating, leave a five-star rating. If you want to tap and write a review, you can do that as well. We much appreciate that. If you're on an Android, maybe Podbean, maybe Spotify, Pandora, Whatever type of app you're using, if you're able to leave a five-star rating, that really helps us. Please do that, uh, and it's free, and it's going to take you 10, 15, 20 seconds at most to do that. The podcast updates brought to you by Graphics Mafia. We've often said if you want stickers or maybe want to re, uh, replicate an old-school sticker, uh, look up Graphics Mafia, G-R-A-P-H-I-X, Mafia.com. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, their website, or also, I understand, on TikTok. Lastly, the Airhead Nation updates. And um, I have a couple that I want to share here, Um, a couple positive ones and a couple that are um, a little bit tough. And um, I want to start with... I saw Jeremy Carruthers from Made to Steal said, man, five years, you finally decided to spend the rest of your life with me or the rest of my life, whichever comes first, I guess. I know we have some differences and rough patches, but I couldn't imagine spending it with anyone else. And I like how he blames it on her. He says, you finally decided to spend. So what, Jeremy? Made to Steel, Jeremy. What's the deal there? Have you just not asked? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's going down, dog? But made a steal, that's next May. We'll be out there, of course, kind of soon. Now, I want to give a huge happy Born Day to Madison Shulman. So, this was on the 25th, and Dave had posted our little miracle baby has grown into a young woman. She turns 15 today. He had tagged Carter. Carter, of course, uh, down to earth photography. Good dude. Good young kid, I should say. But Madison, man, she's coming up in a great family. She's out there living the show scene uh, and just enjoying every moment of life. So big, happy Born Day to Madison Shulman Big Ups. And I hate to, to end anything on um, a sad note, but uh, Phil Gordon had posted on the 18th, so about a week ago, absolutely devastated, got a message that John Fulmer has passed away I don't have any info on how uh, how, but uh, he was an amazing guy. Uh, This picture was taken in 2018. He did edit that and say that he found out that it was um, due to a self-inflicted wound of some sort, and I don't want to get into the details of that. But I can tell you this: is John in 2012? My dad and I went up um, to we went up to. southeast showdown and we had just an amazing time and john was of course the show promoter for it he had been involved in the truck scene a very long time kind of a quiet dude i talked to him a lot and he was so excited to see bada bing he was like yo if you would have debuted here you know you could have won the debut thing and i said hey i totally get it it's all good uh, I remember him talking about him going to mow his grandmother's um, yard, right? That's the type of guy he was. I talked to him on the phone several times over the course of time. Um, I think back in those days, he had a forerunner. I forget if it was, you know, Barry's old forerunner from from uh, Severed or whose forerunner it was, but he just was all around a true hardcore mini trucker. And, um, you know, the only thing that I've seen posted, and again, I don't go on Facebook as much these days, working on the podcast and stuff like that. But thanks to Phil Gordon for posting it, only because, again, I, I didn't see it anywhere else. So I want to make sure we pay homage uh, to John Fulmer, F U L M E R. If you know him um, or his family, let him know that we send our condolences. Um, it, it just, it, it's just truly really a sad event. And again, Southeast Showdown, I had a great time there. My dad did as well. And John treated us like family. So rest in peace. The Airhead Nation updates are brought to you by C&S Metalworks. Uh, that's cs-metalworks.com. That's W-O-R-K-S. That's W-O-R-K-S.com. So cs-metalworks, just how it sounds, .com. They're also on Instagram, cs metalworks. Uh, Chris and Team are great kinfolk. If you need uh, Universal Air or AccuAir or other products, hit them up. Chris will get you squared away. Uh, he knows his stuff, and will help save you time and money. You just have to hit up CS Metalworks. I think that's all I got. Let's roll in now. Let's go ahead and call Brad Creaseman, talk to N.R. Brad a little bit, and then we're going to get out of here for the weekend. Again, Be safe. Over the the holiday weekend, I know holiday this year falls on Monday, so that's not as cool. But be safe. We appreciate you guys. And check us out on YouTube. Subscribe. It's free. We at here. And F. Mike Murray. Peace. All right. So I mentioned earlier. So we got Brad Creisman, and I call him NR Brad, no regrets Brad, not to be confused with RA Brad, right? Because sometimes there's some confusion on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. yeah I've actually had people
2: actually tag me uh, yeah. as RA Brad. And I said, Hey, uh, that's not me. You got right. the wrong
0: guy. You got the wrong club, but he's a good dude. <laughs> uh, but, hey, dude, listen, we consider you OLP fam. Uh, you know, you've been on before, and, you know, we really appreciate you taking the time to kind of come back on. We got a lot to talk about, but, dude, thank you. Yes, sir. No problem. Now, before we talk a little bit about Dropped Out, I wanted to thank you. I don't know – um, how you know how many people kind of know sometimes the good stuff that people do behind the scenes, but my understanding was you did do it, um, some things to pull together some t-shirts for, I think it was like a club thing, right? Keep me honest. But that, like you were out there, you and not just you, some of the other guys that contributed in the ladies to help someone out, right? That was not too long ago.
2: Yeah, man. That wasn't uh, too long ago we had a uh, in the Tennessee chapter, we had a uh, family family uh, The guy, uh, uh, excuse me, a chapter member's uh, wife was diagnosed with uh, cancer. And uh, just really good people, man. We have known these people for a long time, Uh, been involved in the car scene a very long time. Uh, Basically, what we did, we just uh, was able to uh, come up with some money amongst the chapter. We uh, done a pre-order on some uh, new Tennessee uh, no-regress design. Uh, Through graphic disorder, which they did a killer job on the design. Uh, I think I've even showed you pictures of it before. The, oh, yeah. I, Eric and them over there, man, they're just top notch. You just really can't beat their their graphic design team at all. Uh, but uh, other than that, we was able to. I think we was able to raise close to fifteen hundred dollars uh, as a no address worldwide. Uh, we ha- we had people from Japan, uh, Canada. Uh, chapters all in the United States, so man, it was just, it was cool to see everybody come together for a good cause, and uh, and that's really what it's all about, man, it's not about a me thing, it's not about trying to, you know, look better or whatever, it's just, man, we was able to do something good in just kind of the times we're in right now.
0: Yeah, 100%. And and I just, you know, I know you, you don't want, and you guys, you know, your your crew, and you guys don't want the recognition for that. But I did want uh, to, to kind of just mention that because, you know, you and I will talk here and there, we'll catch up. And, you know, I, I love hearing the good things that people do because, again, nobody's doing it for the recognition. But, you know, when someone like me catches wind of that, I kind of want to, you know, say, hey, dude, you know, there's a lot of people out there, That are going through tougher things than maybe you are or me or any one of us, right? So we got to kind of count our blessings, but know that when when some some tough times come around, there are a lot of good people out there to kind of band together.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely, man. That's that's what we need to really all focus on, man. It just uplift each other and just uh, keep going, man. That's really the best thing. uh, Best advice I can give anybody.
0: Oh yeah, we're talking with uh, Brad Kriesman, and if you go on Instagram, type in uh, NR. Uh, underscore Brad, uh, you'll see, uh, he'll, he'll pop up in our Brad. Of course, been on before we talked a lot about purple rain. We're happy to always see your success. I'm kind of curious though. My understanding was you went to a new show and LMC and I were talking about earlier, um, the resurgence of some of these newer shows coming out, right? And they're getting some good numbers and things like that, but dropped out, Talk to us a little bit about was it last weekend and, and how did all of that go go down? Did you have a good time?
2: Oh yeah, man! It was uh, it was past weekend. Uh, what we it was a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday show. We set up. It's basically aimed towards, I guess, more of a Saturday, Sunday deal. Everybody got to come set up on Friday. Later on in the evening, uh, me and several club mates we rolled up uh, Saturday morning to be there at the gates. Then the gates opened around nine o'clock. Uh, we got there probably, I'd say, roughly about 8.30-ish, 8.45-ish, man. And it was a line at the gate backed up onto the road. I was – we pulled up, you know, and it's at uh, Pellissippi, I think, Community College is the name of it. And I, I've never been there or I've drove by there plenty of times going towards Knoxville. Yep. And uh, I just wasn't expecting the, the, the area, I guess you can say. But, man, it was – Really nice layout, a perfect spot for a car show. Uh, plenty of room for more growth. Just, I got nothing but good things to say about that show, man. They really done a great job.
0: Yeah, and I am glad you said the community college because I was looking at that, going, man, I don't know if I can say that, but the cool thing is on Instagram, I see it just dropped with two P's out two zero two two dropped out twenty twenty two, and th- this event it was kind of cool. They got the C thirty on there from the Acro member, and then they also have Graham's old dually on the kind of the artwork, so that'll help kind of you know you guys find it if you're out there looking for it. Um, the, the thing that I thought was pretty cool is October, as you know, around the U.S., starts to kind of get pretty nice, I think, in most areas. I'm sure there's probably some bad weather in different areas, but in Florida it starts to get kind of nice and things like that. With this show being in Knoxville, Tennessee, in, in mid October, is that when you start to go, damn, dude, like this is when I want to go to shows, right? Not in the summer.
2: Oh, yeah, dude, it's uh, it's total hoodie weather about that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, 70 below is where I, I love to be, <laughs> but uh, but like, we was, we was me and a couple guys was joking when I said, man, it was, at a, it was at a paid parking lot, and to my understanding, I heard it's supposed to go to the grass area next year they was having some water issues or something like that because there's around a pond or like a man-made lake or whatever you want to call it at the college but i said man i could you imagine this in like middle of july on this pavement like you you would just roast but i said but man this is just perfect weather a perfect day and like i said it was just it was a great time Uh, as the atmosphere there man just everybody was just Hey man, how's it been? You know, just coming up, talking to you, just uh, it just getting to see everybody. You know,
0: yeah, good camaraderie. Now, when I look yes. at their artwork, it looks like graphic disorder, and it's presented by Mini Truckers Union. So obviously, Jason Bell and team, some very good kinfolk, and then yes. uh, Stitch happens. I think they were on board as well. But when I when I think of the scene, we've seen some shows, you know, go by the wayside. You know, just because of maybe the city they're in, uh, you know, maybe not enough attendance or whatever, right? So some shows will come and go, but it's been pretty cool. And again, I talked to LMC earlier about this in the episode that we have seen some people like Dropped Out come and go, yo, yo. We're gonna put you know our flag in the ground and we're gonna get out there and we're gonna do a show, right? And we've seen some, you know, we last resort was the last weekend as well, and and they're you know very strong, like a lot of these shows, like a Lone Star Throwdown. But then you also got other guys, like I said, who dropped out. They're going, hey, w- you know, we want to throw a show, and I love seeing that.
2: Oh yeah, I, I think this show uh, definitely set the bar for a one year show. Uh, its first year, excuse me. Uh, I don't know the exact number, but I know they just kept rolling in. And uh, it's got, like I said, it's got plenty more room to to triple the numbers it probably had now. Uh, so that's that's cool as long as the location's there. I, I see it just going to the moon.
0: Oh, yeah. Now, you and I being kind of fellow S-10 brothers, right? So we're brothers in the scene of ours. Uh, of course, yeah. you're repping No Regrets. I'm repping Severed. Um, When you think of, you know, like you and I, we go to a show and we see S10s and, you know, you built this badass S10 and and we've been, you know, in this game kind of a long time, this scene. When you go and you see, um, you know, some of these other guys, right, like uh, Grayson Rigsby, he's got a purple S10, right? And you kind of go, man, you know, I got a purple S10. I think Grayson had his there as well, I believe. I know we saw it at many Nats. It's got to be a yes. good feeling for you to see other guys out there, you know. Not all trucks are alike, you know. And and when I look at his and I look at yours, I see a lot of differences, but I I mm-hmm. see like the passion that guys have, whether it's an, a domestic or, um, you know, uh, foreign, you know, mini truck. And 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 I know that that's probably one you appreciate out there as well.
2: Oh yeah, we've been several times uh, racing on me and him on uh, Instagram. People <laughs> confuse truck of mine. Up. He told me a couple of times, but that truck is very nice, man. Uh, the interior is beautiful. Uh, of course, he got a—I think he's got a small block three hundred and fifty or something in there. Of course, he pounded my old four-cylinder there for <laughs> me, but got one up on me. There's, but you know, it is what it is.
0: Yeah, and it, and it's cool because you know back in the day, like I think there was, and we talked—I talked, you know, with Cal Concepts—is a little bit about this that, you know, things were a little bit more. Competition, you know, ish back in the day, and and not saying that things aren't, you know, stiff competition these days. But to me, I'm sure, you know, similar to you, like it always brings a smile on my face to see people put the time and the effort into these trucks, uh, you know, because you know they take a lot of money. And ironically enough, like when we had you on last time when we talked about how you said, "Yo, I wasn't happy with my interior," and I go back to the drawing board. You know, again, you've got the dedication of, of like you and Grayson and other guys out there that are putting a lot of money into these trucks to build them, to take them to shows. And it's just, I, I don't know, it just sticks out to me as something that's a positive thing in our scene.
2: Oh, yeah, it definitely takes a lot of money. We just can't. Got can't tell the wife's everything, you know?
0: <laughs> exactly. Hey, I, I sent my buddy a screenshot the other day. Uh, I saw on social media some guy in Florida won $5 million on a scratch-off, you know? So I, I told my wife, I said, hey, I'm going to have to go get some more scratchers, you know? <laughs> I'm like thinking, dude, that would be a pretty good feeling. About 4900000 would go into like a mini-truck fund, though, I think for me, if I <laughs> were to get one, <laughs> if I were to scratch one off.
2: I was joking here not too long ago. I said, I think if I was to ever scratch it off big. The first thing I'm going to do is go buy a brand new full-size and send it to Jimmy Rodden Customs before I even do anything. Toe pig, I touch. I'm like, I, I ain't going to pay my house off first, but I'm just going to go ahead and uh, just send this truck off, this brand yeah. new truck, just
0: like I've done. Jim, Jimmy will be like, look, there's no jump the line, and then you go, yo, <laughs> man, I just won the lotto. Okay, how much are you talking <laughs> here? <laughs> no, Yeah, that's... bro,
2: trust, trust me, I've got it.
0: Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Now, when you went there, you know, obviously there's a lot of trucks. You're hanging out with the homies and the cheap guys. Um, was there any one truck that stuck out, you know, st- uh, stuck out to you in terms of you wanted to see it or just something that you were like, man, this one was probably one of the nicer ones there?
2: Probably going to go uh, with, uh, man, I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, uh, York Yorkum, I'm probably Busher his name. Uh, it's, he owns the uh, white and green Two-tone S10. It's got the snug top. Oh, yeah. yeah it's a, He's a negative camper guy. I've talked to him a million times. My, I'm just drawing a terrible blank, and please, I'm, I'm sorry if you're listening. <laughs> but, man, the interior on that thing, he just had it redone. It goes all the way through the bed, the wheels. Uh, man, that, that truck is super clean. I love the front bumper on it. Uh, yeah. It was really nice. It was nice to see, and the the gray matter S10. Uh, I guess it's a Sonoma. Uh, the the bed floor on that thing is insane. Uh, this the, I like the little third brake light in the back of the cab wall, um, and just the the overall look of that truck is is very nice. Uh, and it was good to see uh, Dave Magotti He had the uh, uh, spreading the love truck there. Uh, I think it's his second show with the wrap. No, excuse me, third show with this new wrap on it. And them guys are doing great uh, for the calls.
0: Yeah, they are. And speaking of that, because we see spreading the love, I think they're, um, you know, Sean Rose, his logo was on uh, the, I'm, I'm sure the artwork, but it was also on from when I saw the awards, right? And like you said, it's kind of like Kobe and Shaq, Scotty and Michael. When you talk about Sean Rose and David Magotti, we'll let them battle it out on who's Mike J and who's Scotty Pipp. But I'm telling yeah. you, these guys are like a great tag team. You know, David might go off the top ropes, or Sean will come in on the tag team. But they help out the scene so much, you know. And it's hard for us as as OLP when we come up, you know, with our second annual, uh, you know, contributor of the year. We have to like lean on these guys and go, look, you guys were like the co-share last year. Like, who can we, you know, go with? And, and all these guys have been throwing names out and stuff. But, but again, going back to your point, David Magotti, you know, seeing the, the crew cab hard body out there, right, and Sean out there yeah. hustling. I mean, that th- th- that's th- th- those guys are good people, man.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: Now, when you think about, you know, we're kind of getting towards the end of the year. There's not a lot of shows. Um, I had shared with people, you know, obviously Bayou Showdown's coming up. I know Craig's got last um, – Grand Finale. The grand finale, thank you, Craig's got grand finale. There's a few things, you know. There's the turkey rod run down here. SEMA's gearing up next week, but you kind of get to the end of the year and we start thinking about the holidays. We got Halloween. This is the Spooktacular, which is going to be our inaugural, uh, and then hopefully we'll have one every year Spooktacular um, uh, episode. But you know, with Halloween, and then you start getting into we got Veterans Day coming up uh, in November, uh, Thanksgiving, and then Christmas and whatnot. We start to kind of start thinking about next year. So is there anything that you're excited about next year in terms of shows or anything that you've kind of maybe gotten in the back of your head on where you want to go?
2: Also, I'm going to kind of step a little bit out of the box next year uh, on some shows, kind of do this little thing. I'm, I'm going to uh, – the plan is to go to Orange Beach uh, in March. It falls on my birthday weekend, so that would be kind of a cool little getaway. And, of course, mini-nats. Uh, definitely want to try doing Severed in the Midwest and uh of course dropped out will be back on the list uh and we got a little show here not about 45 minutes uh, from my house called River Slam and that's that's a that's a really good show also yeah. uh it's a perfect location uh you know there's talks like oh this show's going away got this and that no that that show is just it's doing as best it can but of course you know it takes the, the guys to support it uh it is a really good show, though. Great location. Like I said, plenty of room to grow, and it's always for a good cause there, too.
0: And I think, you know, I appreciate you sharing some of that. I do believe that the shows are going to continue to be the, the you know, the one of the most important things of our scene because we have seen magazines come and go. Those are not easy to put together. You can ask Rich and Beth. You know, like, they had a great run with All Time Low Magazine. We've kind of seen Ken and those guys over there with Common Tread still doing their thing. And we've seen the struggle, right? Because everybody's on social media yeah. now. We get to see all the stuff. But when I think about shows, you know, oftentimes, you know, this Brad, because we'll hear people or see people comment like, you know, man, I, I wish, you know, the good old days and mini trucking, and that's what I love. We can still kind of cultivate all that, but we have to go to the shows. We have to have a good time. You know, we got to get out there with everyone and help each other out. Now, I do say that because. I know even me, I've slowed down a little bit. So I know some people go, well, man, dude, you're preaching go to shows. I I think like what we're trying to do here is bring a lot of the content out, whether it be YouTube, you know, audio from a podcast perspective. But I do think like going to shows is still the epicenter of of the greatness of our scene. You know, getting people together, uh, allowing people to take photos and share those, right? That's a big thing in our scene, especially with Reels and how Instagram is now. Uh, and the yeah. grinder TVs of the world. So, um, you know, I, I'm excited for orange beach invasion and some of the other ones you've talked about. And, and I know it's a good feeling to get out there, especially with your truck or without the truck and just the fam. Yeah.
2: that like, we just came back actually, uh, for, uh, from orange beach and, uh, checked it out uh, for, uh, my daughter was on uh, fall break and, uh, I, I I love that place in general. So I'm looking forward for another vacation there. I didn't even look at it at the car show. I'm just like, as another vacation.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know, right? And and sometimes it is good to do that pre-run, right? To uh, said city, and then your wife or your spouse or the kids they fall in love and they go, "Man, this is great." And you're going, "Hey, guys, if we come back in March, we'll be, you know, dump, jumping into the pool and doing all this cool stuff." And it really is a great town. Uh, Greg and and Robbie were such kind of visionaries to to kind of think, "Hey, let's put a show there." Because if you think back to Brad. To all of the shows we went to over the years, you know, going to shows like in parking lots, you know, grocery store parking lots and whatnot, and all of that stuff is cool. But then, you know, you ratchet up and you put the hustle and the work, and then eventually we're going to shows like at the Wharf in Orange Beach or, you know, Conroe, Texas. You know, at this big facility. And what people sometimes may forget is that there's they're putting their neck on the line to have those shows. So you know, Mm -hmm. OBI, one of the cool draws there is there's no spectator fee, so I think that's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, that that's awesome. And, and there's plenty of things to do right there in the wharf. It, It's You can do everything. from Buy ice cream to t- shop for T-shirts and get tacos. The sky is really right there. Get on a Ferris wheel. They got a yeah, yeah. Ferris wheel. They got a pizza shop. I mean, it's, I mean, it's all you can do right there in one spot and have a car show at the same time. So what more can you ask for?
0: Oh, yeah. So you would give two th- – it sounds like from the conversation earlier, you would give Dropped Out Show two thumbs up, successful Absolutely. year one. They're going to probably get sideways into year two, and I'm guessing – you know, we'll have to talk with the, the kinfolk over there, but I'm guessing it'll probably be October, and that's a great time. It sounds like they have a show up there in Knoxville.
2: Oh, yeah. it would be a great time, and uh, I hope they I hope see it again, and I hope they uh, keep the pedal stomped on
0: it. <laughs> yeah, real deal. Uh, last couple things before we wrap it. Um, when you know, every time I have you on, I always want to go. Hey, what are you going to do the S10 next? I think your S10 is so awesome. You don't need to do anything to it. Do you kind of get to the point, And I think I asked you this in the past. Are you just kind of you know rolling on? You know, you know, you're you're you know you're rolling and you're enjoying the way you know you're going to shows. You got the scene. Everything's going good with the fam do you have a vision for a future project? Is there something in the back of your head that you just go, one of these days I want to build said, you know, and you kind of it at the full size, but even outside of that, is there any old car that you've ever had in the back of your mind that you want to build? Or are you going to stay with the newer stuff?
2: I would love to do, like I said, do a, like a, I love to do an OBS, uh crew cab, yeah, buddy. or possibly a new, uh, newer body style, uh crew cab, something like that, just more room for the family. But, uh, my wife has really been on me hard I want a Cadillac, so I'm like a sixties fifty nine ish Cadillac Ooh. of course, you know then things of you know expensive, <laughs> 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 but uh, you know, I love to find her one because uh I think she'd be really way more into it. She could have everything. I have something of her own, and uh she likes going. she just was like all the time like, well, we just ain't got nothing big enough. And I'm like, well, to in a single s S T M so. <laughs> Or two kids, so I totally get it. Uh, but, yeah, but as far as the S10 goes, uh, I got just a few little things I want to wrap up on it this, uh, this winter. I drove it to dropped out uh, nice. back and forth. Uh, I need to re-gear the rear end. It's just uh, it doesn't like any big wide wheels on the back with the factory rear end, so I'm going to put a different gear ratio in it. Uh, but other than that, man, I don't have other plans for it. Yeah, Uh, yeah, and I appreciate
0: that answer, too, because it's like, hey, you have to kind of enjoy. I know Ice-T tweeted something out the other day, and he goes, we got to sometimes step back and kind of enjoy what we have. And I have to remind myself of that all the time, too, because I'm constantly on eBay looking, hey, what can I get? And I'm going, you know, how much more, you know, pack rat stuff that ties into what I was saying earlier do I need, right? So, like you said, you know, you've got some things, maybe some ideas floating around. Maybe get your wife into something cool, but uh, at the same time, you're kind of falling back going, yo, I'm going to drive my stuff, do a show, have a good time, and enjoy the scene.
2: Yeah, that, and that's really, uh, you know, a, a truck need drove, uh, really. I mean, that's what it needs. Because as the more they sit, the worse they get. Mm-hmm. Uh, as terrible as that sounds, you know, you think just because you put all brand new parts on something, that, that, that means something. But <laughs> that means you let something sit, you know, 10 months out of a year and don't ever crank it. So... You know, get them out and drive it. That's what I've been doing uh, every spare chance i get. I've just been, if it means running errands to town, I'll, I'll go to, you know, go to Walmart or go do something in it, you know, just to, just to
0: get it out. Yeah, for sure. So the last thing, this was our Halloween first inaugural spooktacular episode. We had LMC, and I can't think him enough, from lowest common denominator on earlier. And I asked him a question that tied into kind of Halloween, this kind of the t- time of year, is there anything like as a kid that had you just like super spooked out or something that you just, eh, I don't want to use the word afraid, but maybe afraid of, and I told him, so I'll give you my hint, you know what freaked me out as a kid was the, the Unsolved Mysteries, that little jingle when they rolled in from commercial, dude, that little theme song, it had me freaked out. Um, but was there anything Brad as a kid or as a young adult that just had you totally freaked out,
2: man, <laughs> probably, if I had to say freaked me out, it would probably have to be like the Freddy Krueger movies and stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> I had to oh, pick yeah. and, uh, you know, I'd say that at first, kinda, that kind of, that kind of got me. Now I look at it, I have no big deal, but oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it I definitely freaked you out. Definitely. Yeah. Uh,
0: Next time I see you, I'm going to wear the Freddy mask. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, speaking Uh, of that, Christine was a John Carpenter movie. And I remember somehow, I don't know if I watched it as a kid, like on USA or wherever it was. But I remember watching, being a fan of old cars now, watching that movie. And it was like this possessed car, right? And it was based on a Stephen King novel and all that. Which I didn't know at the time, but I was like, dude, that was another thing that, like, when, if that ever came on, I was all freaked out about it, you know? And I was thinking to myself, I don't want an old car because <laughs> it's possessed. And then I get yeah. older and I realize, well, they're not possessed that way, but they're, they're possessed to steal money out of my wallet, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely, uh, they definitely can get you there. a <laughs> real deal. Uh, why don't you give a shout out to the wife and the kids, man? Oh,
2: yeah. I have to give a shout out to my wife, uh, Brittany. Uh, my daughter Zadie, and my son Rinley, uh, I appreciate all y'all uh, putting up with this stuff uh, going back forth these shows and uh, just supporting me behind it.
0: Yeah, real deal. Uh, Brad's got a cool truck you know so to your fam, um, definitely a big shout out and you know we love your truck, we love your hustle you know no regrets Again, I meant to say this earlier Ernie would be proud of, you know, some of the stuff that you guys did, you know, with the t-shirt thing to help raise money. That's really what it's about, helping each other out, supporting each other the best we can, whether it's through, you know, money or if it's just a helping hand, right? That's what some of us can offer more than other things. So, you know, Brad, again, appreciate you taking the time. I would encourage anyone to go out there, Brad that's NR underscore Brad. Check him out on Instagram, his badass Purple Rain S10. But, Brad, before we wrap it up, And with this spooktacular uh, first inaugural um, episode, is there anything else you have to share or you want to mention? Man, I believe I'm good. Real Deal Holyfield. Hey, keep doing what you're doing. And uh, we appreciate you, dog. We'll hit hit you uh, soon, I'm sure. Or excuse me. We'll see you soon at the next uh, show. And I would encourage everyone to have a good weekend. Stay safe. Be vigilant with the Halloween stuff going down. And uh, don't let your kids eat any apples. You know what I mean. Does, do people even give out apples anymore for candy? <laughs> I don't think so. I
2: don't. I don't know. I don't, is that even a thing anymore? I was gonna so, say,
0: don't let. Yeah, don't, don't, don't let Hank, you know, try to give you some apples. You know, from Hammered Weekend Wear. You know.
2: <laughs> yeah, can't be having
0: that. <laughs> Brad, we appreciate you, brother. Be good, and everyone have a safe weekend. Yes, sir. We got you. you. Yeah.